Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother. The Savachi syndrome, I'm telling you, I'm like, well, holy shit, that was crazy. Wait for it. Thick and slick. <laughs> Alright, what is up everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Moto Aftermath Show, episode number 175. Uh, I am recording this after we recorded because we had a memory card fuck up, so I'm not 100% sure whether or not it actually worked. Uh, but anyway, special episode here. We are wrapping up the Millville race. I have Justin in studio with me. We get uh, the one, the only Toolman Dan from Main Event Moto on with us to uh, talk about everything from Main Event Moto to podcasting other things to um, rumors and news that we've heard. So that's awesome. Before we get started, I want to thank the sponsors. So first up, I'd like to thank uh, our newest presenting sponsor, BC Pizza. If you're in the Plainwell, Otsego, Allegan, or Kalamazoo, Michigan areas, make sure to look them up. BC Pizza, gourmet pizzas, and other junk on their on their menu. Uh, they have a full menu with all sorts of cool stuff. So make sure to check them out. BC.pizza. Also want to thank Premier Custom Trailers. Do you need a trailer, commercial or residential? Premier Custom Trailers has what you need. They work with the best manufacturers in the industry and specialize in all your trailer needs. Sales, service, parts, or rentals, they do it all. PremierCustomTrailers.com, located five minutes south of Kalamazoo on US 131 in Schoolcraft, Michigan. They put the custom in customer service. Also want to thank TLR Coatings, who's been on board with us since the beginning. Awesome custom powder coating work. Pretty much Michigan's premier custom powder coating shop. Uh, they can do anything you pretty much need. So make sure to hit them up, tlrcoatings.com, or check them out the best way on social media to find all the stuff they've been doing. Also want to thank uh, JT Cycles and the Dirt Bike Depot for helping us out with some prizes for the fantasy show. And speaking of that, if you play Pulp MX Fantasy, we have a league on there and we have a full podcast that we talk about our results and our picks for the upcoming week. Uh, it's on the same same uh, feed here for the podcast and it's on the same channel for the YouTube. So make sure to check that out. Also make sure to uh, like, subscribe, comment down below. That really helps us out. If you're not subscribed, make sure you subscribe, make sure you watch, make sure you comment, make sure you smash that like button. All of that is going to help us out. And make sure to follow us on all the major social media networks, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all sorts of different posts going up there all the time. So again, thanks for tuning in. This is the backup intro here. So we might have missed like the first five minutes of talking to Toolman Dan. He was talking about the uh, the AC injury and whether he was going to stop riding this year or continue and try to finish out the outdoor season. And uh, yeah, then we had to switch memory cards and get back into it. So I do apologize. But again, we technically suck most of the time. So anyway, here we go. Show 175. See ya. Okay. And we're back. So anyways, so anyway, I think it'd be a good idea for AC to just go get it fixed, get it, you know, take whatever time he needs, get a jump on Supercross because, yeah, it's, I mean, I don't know. What is he in the points right now? He's, he faded way back. Like, AC, yeah, I have no eighth, idea. Ninth or whatever. And it just, you can tell that he, you know, we know that AC doesn't, he doesn't have that give up attitude. He wants to go out there. You know, he, 
he's out there for the fans and stuff, but uh, you can just tell that he is not happy at the end of the day if you know he's not winning. So I just don't see the point in him just keep doing this. If I was him, I'd just go get ready for Supercross at this point. Yeah, it's kind of. Pointless. I think he's. I think he's proved. He's proved his speed. He's he's proved his his worth at Cowie. You know they. I think they're very happy with him. I think he's happy with where he's got it, where he's at with them. Um, I see that as a long-term deal there at Cowie, and I don't. I don't think he has anything to prove uh, to the fans. He's. We all love AC. Don't I don't know that there's a single Moto fan that hates AC. Um, you know, we all love him. The team loves him. Kawasaki loves him. I would certainly just suck it up, you know, and and go get that thing fixed. Uh, because I think with with that nerve thing fixed, man, I really think he's hard to beat because he's got the speed. You know, in, in these motos, everybody says that it's his fitness, but you know, I don't, I don't think it's his fitness. It's, it's that nerve, man. This, you know, the, the deeper and deeper in that motor that he gets, the, the more his hand goes numb. So, at some point, it's just, it's got to be so uncomfortable and so sketchy that he probably doesn't want to be out there. To, truth be told. Well, and I think too, you know, he's proved his worth. We, we know how fast he is outright speed in Supercross and outdoors. But I feel like. And obviously, I don't know this for sure, but I think if you would ask him, I think that he wants to prove more for Supercross because, you know, we see him, he's won motos outdoors. You know, he was battling with Zacco for the title last year, uh, came up a little bit short his rookie season, but it's, you know, he hasn't made it through a Supercross season yet. And I think if you were to ask him and everybody on the team, like, hey, Supercross is the only thing that really matters to him right now. You know, we know that he has the speed to win a championship, but if I'm them, I just tell him, hey, man, it's fine. You know, you're a number one guy. Tomac's going away. We got possibly two new people coming in next year <laughs> like it's it's uh it's fine and just go get ready for supercross because you know we know with these teams that that's all it really matters to them anyways but you know he's just i think he has to prove more that he can make it through a supercross season and that's the thing is the further back he pushes when he's going to get surgery and his prep it's just obviously it's going to make it that much harder he's gonna have another slow start yet again so you know i i don't know i, I don't know why he's still out there i mean honestly when it came out that the nerve thing was still going on I was thinking that he was just going to pack her up. But, you know, like I said, AC, he doesn't give up. Kind of like what Zacho did up until Thunder Valley. So, I, mean, I don't know. Let's face it. He looked he looked really good yesterday up until he pushed, pushed the front end again. Yeah, I'm thinking so, that front end. Dude, I think that's another is, thing. Is it the same thing like RJ? Like, they, no. need to get out, they need to get on the same page here and, like, figure out how they can not push their front ends? I think RJ's, I think, is a setup thing. I think, honestly, AC's is the, I think the nerve is, no. I think his arms are, yeah. I think that his arms are just getting too loose. Like, he's literally just, it's, by the time, what, did, what was that, 15 minutes in, 20 I minutes? Know, I can't I remember, remember exactly, but, you know. I think that the thing is, is he just doesn't have the strength anymore to hold on because, mm. you know, it's the same thing every time. He just knifes the front. Yeah. So he's leaning in and he can't let, you know, his inside weight can't keep it upright. Mm. And that's that would point to a nerve thing. It doesn't matter if it's right or left side, because if it's not on one side, he's compensating for the other. So I don't think it's a bike thing. Like, you know, we kind of talked about this at Red Bud. I don't think it's a bike issue. I think it's just he has no strength after a certain point, especially when you're going that fast. Well, if you watch his vlogs, he talks about it, how he can't feel his hand. Towards oh, the yeah. end of the motos, so. Oh, well, and that's not. Is it what? What side is it? Is it the right or the left? I think you it's know, the right. To be the honest, right, right side. Yeah. All right. So, all right. So that's another thing too. Is is now you can't use the front brake properly in corners. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, and like I said, if that thing's going numb and he's got nothing, it just the more that this becomes an issue, it seems like it's not the bike, and it's it is a nerve thing. Will you kill that mosquito that's on your head? it's bugging me yeah, i can't stop out. watching it anyways uh no so yeah i i think everybody kind of agrees that we want to see ac at 100 percent, 
and I think he should just go get it fixed. Like he's got nothing left to prove this season. He's out of the title, unfortunately. Dan is uh is Fortner going to be on that 450 next to him next year or what? Oh, man, I've heard both. I've heard that it's that it's in his contract. I heard that it's in his contract if he wins a 250 title. I really don't know the truth on this, um, you know. But I I don't think so. I I real and, and I don't think that he would be doing himself any any service or justice getting on a 450. I think he needs to stay down on the 250. I think uh, he has another year that he can run 250 for Mitch, um, providing their relationship is not, you know, so tarnished. It can't be revived, but um, I think that he needs to, he needs to stay and, and try to win a 250 title. He's been so close multiple years in the 250 class uh, in Supercross and, He's been a front runner outdoors as well. Um, the dude's sick. He's he's probably the sickest guy in the, in the 250 class when he's up to speed. And I just don't think that I don't think he deserves a 450 spot. I'm just going to be honest. Um, I think he needs to to get back to where he was prior. You know where he was winning races and, and contending for a title to get that ride. But uh, it may be in his contract where he gets that ride. I, I don't think really anybody knows but austin and pc and county you know what that contract looks like but i was gonna say are you hearing are you hearing the same thing i am that it that like for when you're hearing that he's going 450 next year are you hearing that like it was written in his contract basically that when tomac left he got that spot that's what i that's what i've heard but initially when the talk started coming out it was you know it was dependent on him winning a 250 title Hmm. um you know that makes sense, of course. Yeah. But on the other spectrum, it doesn't make sense because if Kawasaki has had such, and, and I believe they do, they have, you know, their hopes are high for Austin that they wrote it in the contract that hey, we're going to guarantee you a four or four fifty ride at some point because you know they're Cali's pretty loyal about bringing guys up through the ranks. You know they don't they it's not often they, they lose a rider um but they, they just lost one this week but uh, uh, chance, yeah that, but they're chance. gonna they're gonna yeah. regret that <laughs> yeah but you know with austin like i said who who knows but if i'm him i stay down and try to win a title i'm not sure so, he has that in him <laughs> i i still believe like i told you travis and i don't know if, if you believe the same tool man but if he goes to the 450 class I almost think that it'll be kind of like what AC's was, a one-year deal, except if he just falls on his face, Kawasaki can just wash their hands clean with him and tell him, hey, man, like we gave it a shot, your contract, we honored it, and now you're done. Yeah. It's hard to say, man. It's, uh, it's, it's really a shame because he's, he is so good. Um, it's, it's a shame to see him, you know, the results that he's had. But, uh, you know, th- that fourth place that he got, I – I think he got a good start and that helped him. But, you know, man, he just, he really never moved forward. You know, he went backward, back a couple of positions, but he really never went forward and really didn't have the speed to contend, you know, for a race win. So, you know, that, that was a little concerning to me. I know it's, you know, he put a post up saying that it's something to build off of. And here's another thing is we all, we get wrapped up in, in, what we think we know right about these riders and you know what we see on instagram and so on and so forth and you know for us we're in the industry so we we may have a little bit of a of a deeper understanding on what's going on but 
well, who really knows what's going on with Austin? Maybe he's sick. Maybe he's, you know, maybe he's got some family troubles. Maybe he's, we don't know. There, there's something that's obviously well, bothering him. See, you just, you just said two things that are probably all true, okay? I mean, well, for, first off, that chick's not doing him any favors, but yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, she might be doing some favors. Well, she might be doing some favors, but like it's not doing him any favors. Yeah. And, uh, and then the whole being sick thing, like, it was really weird how after Thunder Valley, oh, I'm going to go get, I'm going to go get some blood work done. And supposedly everything's fine. Everything's fine. But man, it's just, it's weird. If, if everything really is fine and he's literally just underperforming this hard after getting her in, what was it, February? Yeah. It was February. Yeah. yeah, It was was Houston. Second round. Yeah. It was Houston when he, when he broke his thing. Yeah. If you get hurt in February, you come to outdoors the end of May. Mm Mm-hmm. And you still can't make anything happen. Like you've either just completely lost it, bud. Like if that doesn't happen, yeah. Or you didn't do the work, or some something is internally wrong. I think, like I said, I think that he he's got something going on, and I don't know if if it's if it is EBV, but I think that he is sick because. You know, we all know that Austin sometimes gets ahead of himself. It's been proven in Supercross. Like, even, you know, his first couple seasons outdoors, like, he just make the bonehead mistakes and stuff. But he's not a he's not a 10th, 12th. Like, he's not even a fourth-place guy. Like, you look back, and people want to say what they can about him. You know, and, and, and you and me, Travis, go back and forth on this in Supercross. Like, I'm not a big Austin fan, but I believe in his speed and his work ethic. He This has been terrible. He should be battling for wins. And even outdoors, like I said, his rookie season up until the last time we saw him race, He's he's always either first, second, or third. Like his bad motos are fifth and sixth. Supercross wasn't this bad. No, and that's what I mean. That's why I believe as much as people can talk shit about him, whatever, whether it's deserved or not, he he's better than this. He's a championship guy, whether people want to admit it or not, which makes me believe he's got something going on. But you know what though? I give him credit because a lot of people and we won't name names, but there's a lot of people in the in the Oh, say somebody. I'm call not, somebody out. I'm not going to do call it. Call somebody out. No. Don't be there's a, a lot of There's a lot of people that would back out and be like, you know Lame. what? I got too big of problems. I don't want to do it. Austin, good on him for keeping, you know, finishing the series. Like, I, I give him mad props for that because, like I said, there's a lot of dudes in his situation that where everything's going to shit and they would just be like, you know what? I don't want to do it anymore. I can't handle it. I can't handle the pressure. Everybody's, you know, on my shit. I'm not performing. So I give him credit. I really do. Because it'd be easy for him to just say, I'm done. I, I don't want to race this rest of the year. Mitch, I got problems. It hurts. I want to go ride. You know, I'm getting ready for Supercross. So I give him credit. Well, I, really do. I, I think if there, if if he wasn't in the position that he is in with, with potentially going to this 450, uh, I don't think that he would be out there if something is, is wrong. You know, if he's really sick, uh, you know, he cannot afford to not complete another series. You know, these manufacturers and teams rely on having bikes on the track um you know for sponsor sponsor obligations you know and uh what i i think i'm not 100 percent sure but i think that uh mitch is supposed to have three bikes on track i think that that's what's in his contract and you know right now it's just shimoda and and forker so i think from a contractual obligation i think he's you know being pushed to be out there but uh, he, let's be honest, even if the pro circuit team was full and they had all their guys out there, he himself personally could not afford to miss another series and not finish this thing. It just looks really bad. Well, at least we know after Loretta's, there'll be another Kawasaki underneath the tent. So, <laughs> well, we got What's that again. I said, at least after Loretta's, we know that another Kawasaki will be underneath the tent, whether Hammaker's back or not. I mean, with Jet Reynolds. So, yeah, 
and I, I, I thought that he was actually going to uh, start two rounds ago. Um, kind of like know, what Kitchen did. Yeah, uh, but 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 come full time. Yeah. Um, but I, uh, there must have been a change. Well, you know we we got a we got a top ten dude we could put on one of them one of them PC bikes, but apparently they told we him no. We, so we do. And you know whatever. Apparently, apparently Mitch has money just to throw back at Kawasaki or Monster, or whoever, and be like, "Yeah, we don't need three bikes. We only need two. <laughs> so whatever. Yeah. So anyway, uh, one more thing before we get into really talking about the race stuff here. Uh, did uh, have you heard anything new on the whole AP saga here? Because you know everyone always going to KTM, and then it was oh no wait. Now Yamaha's matching, but now it's, oh, wait, he has a letter of intent with KTM, so he's going to KTM. So anything new you've heard about that so far? I haven't. Um, same thing. It's kind of back and forth. I think he stays Yamaha. I really do. Um, a great decision. Yep. I And I honestly, I think that he belongs to Yamaha. I just can't see Aaron Plessinger, you know, this outspoken – hillbilly <laughs> on a such suit and tie professional team like ktm right i just i just don't think it's a good fit honestly um oh it's not you know it's, he's it's career he's, suicide if he goes there i i agree with you uh i i'm i am not, i've never been a huge fan of the ktm program um mm-hmm. and i just it worked for dungy it works for these really straight laced guys i think but uh, I just can't see. I can't see that a good fit for Plessinger. I, he's finally starting to, you know, to to get results on the Yamaha, and I just think that that team and th- that atmosphere fits him much better. Oh yeah, hundred yeah, percent. I, I agree. I think it's career suicide if he goes to KTM. Yeah, because they tell him to show up in a suit and tie, and he'd show up in a tie and a cutoff. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so. All right, boys. Where do we want to start here with the race stuff? Do we want to start? Got to start four fifties now since they went first. Oh yeah, got yeah. to start with four fifties because we're, we're squeezing into a into NBC a prime time yeah. slot on NBC so yep. that all fifty people can watch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh man. Oh, by the way, uh, before we go, before we get into the Millville thing, uh, can I just say that? And this is t- a little GP talk, just to kind of throw it in there. Oh boy, here was, we go, dude. If Jeffrey Hurlings didn't have bad luck, he'd have no luck. I haven't even watched the oh, highlights. Why? Feel, what happened? Well, let's, terrible, terrible, dude. Uh, did, goes, your, did your Audi become an innie while you were watching it, or what? No, man. It's yes, it's, it did. It, That's a total yes. Uh, goes out and wins the first moto. Okay, but his whole shot device didn't disengage. Oh. So coming up out of a roller section he, into a wall, yeah. He uh, he didn't really check up on it, but he soaked up on it. Uh-huh. And Evo Monticelli landed on him. Okay. He rolled the whole moto with a broken shoulder blade and still won the moto. Sick. And. Uh, yeah, he basically was in too much. He went up, did the podium interview, and then he's like, I, 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 can't, I can't move. And they had to go take him to the hospital, and, and now he's, he's out. Wow. Let me show you my big old shocked face. It wasn't his fault, though. That's the thing, though. Like, it's just my it's, – it's something that – I hate to say this, but after this, I don't think we see Hurlings next look, year. Look, here's the thing. He talked too much shit in his younger years oh, about karma. how he was going to be the greatest. Oh, boy. And now Karma's pee-pee slapped him. He's won what? One title? In the, Dan, on the big tra- bike. Travis hates Euros, so I don't hate Euros. Okay, yep. You, except your favorite is, rider is a Euro. Hurlings is fast as fuck. Okay, however, he talked a bunch of shit in his younger years, and now look at what Karma. Karma's a fucking bitch, uh, and Karma is 
pee-pee slapping him hard all I mean right is now. I, all I'm saying is I just feel bad for the dude. He goes out and wins with a broken shoulder blade. I'm going to be the greatest GP rider ever. All right, anyways, I'm going to win 67, 250 titles oh and say that I'm so fucking good. No. They kept changing the rules so that he could stay in the little bike class. Then he gets the big bikes and looks. look what happens. Why'd you sound like look a fr- what happens. Why'd you sound like a what fr- has happened? French guy just now. What has happened? Answer the question. He's been hurt. Every single year. One year he wasn't hurt. What'd he do? He won a title. Congratulations. Great job, buddy. You won one big bike title. You know what? He might as well just cut his losses, come to the States, and actually get paid a decent fucking salary over oh, he, here. He makes he makes a lot of money. Well, yeah, yeah no. But he might as well come over here, and maybe he'll win a title over here if he keeps his mouth shut. He probably would. He'd probably win an outdoor. I, I feel bad for him because he consciously tried to back it down a little bit Yep. this year to make it through the season without getting hurt. And an unfortunate circumstance like that happened. That just, that's, that's, I was, I was pretty gutted for him to be oh, honest. Oh, I was too. That, that was pretty terrible. Because it was shaping up to be with the way he was building and building to be one of the all time epic, you know, MXGP seasons. And now it, I mean, Cairoli getting the win in that second moto was a big deal, but like I just kind of see guys are running away with it just because, you know, more often than not, he's the fastest dude. He's finally, you know, stopped bouncing off the ground like Stretch Armstrong. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be Timmy G's third or fourth title. It'll be his third. It'll be his third 450 title and his fifth uh, total world title. Sick. You want to know why? Because he's chasing down old Stefan Everts there. Yeah, it's, he's got a long Unlike way to go. Unlike your boy, Jeff. He's got a long way to go on that one. But Jeff I would, is I would just trouble. like to win him, see him win so many times that we can finally just get him over here to the U.S. for outdoors. But yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, uh, is Vial back on no. 250s yet? No. no, he's still no. out. Nope. Nope. That is a shitty situation that he's in. What what ended up happening? Somebody like was going backwards on the track or something, wasn't it? I'm not exactly sure. I missed that round, but I think it was a Kawasaki rider, which is kind of ironic because it was a Kawasaki <laughs> rider that went. Jeffrey put a post of like three doors and then Vial's picture and Hurling's picture with the Grim Reaper and then another picture and then there was a Kawasaki emblem. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so he was like, I don't know if he was alluding to it's going to be Prado or Cairoli next, but he's like, yeah. Which is crazy because Fever almost got into it with Prado. Oh, Jesus. So anyways. Did anybody hear about, uh, I can't remember, was it the Husky guys or somebody? I can't remember what show I was listening to either with them on there. Somebody was talking about being down in Florida and going to like Croom or something. Mm -hmm. And they were like, yeah, man, that was sweet. Until the quad showed up, and then you got these quad guys with no gear on, with their chick on the back, cigarette in their mouth, beer in their hand, going the wrong way. And we're like, I, I'm, whoever I was listening to, maybe it was Pulp. I don't remember. They were like, I think it you, was, I think it was Pulp. I think it was Phil. Yeah, sounds can, like Florida. Can you imagine, like, you're getting well, paid Chrome. hundreds of thousands of dollars. You go to this ratchet ass sand track to train for fucking Southwick, and you get taken out by some dude on a Look, quad. They didn't give a fuck at Croom back in the day, man. It was just you could have showed up in a mud truck. <laughs> this works out. This works out the same way as like the Glen Helen bullshit. Like why? Oh boy. Why are we doing? Can you imagine a Formula One driver going to like a track day at like a local track and a dude and getting a... taken out? Yeah. Like, that would never happen. And yet, uh, we've got millions and millions of dollars pouring into these guys. Because whoever it was that was talking about it, like, it was somebody on, on a factory team. And it's just like, well, are you fucking funny, kidding? Like, just like Hubert, with Glenn Helen. That's why it's funny, like, when Hubert was talking about on, like, a practice day and there's, like, quads out there. Dude, I just... <laughs> hey, Glenn Helen. I just fucking can't, okay? Like, we need to get our shit together. You want to be considered a pro sport? We need to, like, like in the top tier of it, like, we need to get our shit together, Okay. 
We need to take a hard look at Formula One, figure out how to get like a percentage of that money rolling. Silverstone race this weekend, 356,000 spectators. Well, that sounds about right. God, I love it. That's fucking impressive. Yeah. Even if they paid $10 a piece. Have you gotten into it, uh, Toolman, the uh, Formula One drive to survive? Yes, that's how I got into Formula One. Was well, I used to watch it back in the day, just like Schumacher. If it was if it, if it was on, yeah, like if it was on, I'd, I'd turn it on. But that Drive to Survive uh, series on Netflix is incredible. Oh, it's amazing, uh, it, man! Can you imagine if if somebody invested some money and did that for our sport and put it on Netflix? Oh, how much our sport would grow! I mean, dude, it would be insane. How much time did you say you had? Because if we start talking about this, this is going to be like hours. Uh, because now, we've com- had conversations about this going for hours about com- how to fix this. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, it's it's crazy because you look at like the Haas Ferrari team, like Gene Haas, you know, yeah. uh, Mick Schumacher, obviously we know because of his dad being Michael, and then Nikita Mazepin, his dad's like some oil mogul, so like they paid for the seat. But it's like even that team, like the millions and millions of dollars to get 19th and 20th and never score a point. It's like, dude, yeah. we don't have anything like they're the shittiest team and they're like the equivalent of like our factory teams. Yeah, it's, yep. it's crazy to me. Look, I, here's I the know. thing. If we dude, could get even if we could get like even if we could get like the Red Bull uh, Red Bull Moto Spy series on a mainstream platform, even that would be badass. We just man, somehow somebody needs to crack the code. Or pay the money, or actually invest the money yep. on getting us there. Because, dude, I think the return on investment on that would be in huge. Yeah, well, I mean, huge. You know, Mike, you know Mike who Grandall I tried. was gonna say. You know who we need to talk to is Mike Grandall. We all need to hit him up at the same time and be like, "Hey, bro. So, this is what we need." Because I don't. Do you listen to uh, Gypsy Tales? Uh, I've only listened to a few of them. I listened to one that Daniel was on, and then. Uh, Another one, one of his earlier ones. Okay, they're long. They're they're long for me. So I, yeah, you know, I spend all day with my headphones in by myself in a shop powder coating. So you know, I I get to listen <laughs> to a lot of this stuff. But no, so the one with Mike Grandall was super funny because um, at one point Jace was pitching basically this kind of stuff to him. Like, look, if we could do like Red Bull Motors Spy, but put like some actual money behind it and blah blah blah. And Grandall's like, well, what's actual money? And Jace is like, I don't know, like a lot of money. He's like, no, no, what's a lot of money? And Jace was like, I don't know, maybe like 200, 250K. And Grandal like laughed at him. He's like, is well, that it? The, the thing <laughs> is, is like if, if you look at through history, like, you know, there was a lot of satellite teams back in the day. But like Grandal's involvement with Geico, Mike Genova with Moto Concepts, and JGR really are the three closest things we've ever seen to a situation like what Formula One is. And granted, Grandel's situation is different because it was still like Honda help, but like JGR and Genova are the two of the closest things we've yeah. seen where like it's a it's a private backed team. And unfortunately like Genova, you know, obviously Moto Concepts is still doing what they're doing, but I mean JGR's not around, Geico's not around anymore. You know, so like I don't know. There's there's gotta be something out there that we can fix. I don't know what the what the answer is. But. Yes, you do. The, fir- the first thing we need to fix, if we want to get all of this straightened out, and Dan, don't tell DB that we're selling this, we need to get <laughs> Feld and fucking MX Sports out of the goddamn way. Because those two are the two biggest, like, cysts on our necks. Yeah, I don't think he's going to tell DB that. That are like, I mean, dude, they're just <laughs> leeches, and they're leeching the sport and not allowing it to grow. I've said what I said, and I, I, st- I know my truth. I don't, I don't think you're going to get a response out of, out of Dan. 
I don't care, dude. I would get I would get on the phone with someone from Feld right now and be like, look, if you assholes would get your shit together, we can make some stuff happen. I would tell this to Davey yeah. Coombs right to his face. Like, I like th- they are the problem. There's no reason we should have sponsors on a team that is then also sponsoring the entire series to the point that then they can't sponsor the damn team anymore, and then the team has to go away because the team has no money. Geico Honda. Yeah. <laughs> Two there's, two motorsports. I think there, there's there's some things in that are in the works that I think uh, will allow us to grow. I can't say a whole lot about it, but I along what you're along what you're saying, I, there is I think some changes that that could potentially happen that would allow us to grow and, and I think would be a positive for the sport. And with I think the, that we with the promoters we currently have, or are we talking someone else? I uh, because I, we 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 also know some things. Yeah, I don't think he's be at the liberty to say <laughs> that. <laughs> no, I'll, te- I'll text you after this, Dan. I want the answer. <laughs> well, that's that's kind of why, like me, me and Travis, and like I wasn't on the dark side show, but like we even talked about this because you know, like the the guests that we've had on the last couple times, like they don't really care, and you know, we were talking like, well, should we ask him? Like, is there stuff he doesn't want to talk about? And I kind of knew that if we were going to go down this route, there was some things that you'd be, eh, you know, I don't, I don't really want to say, so. I kind of. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna text him after this. No, so, that's cool. I just knew that. Sometimes he w- I know more than I want to know, which really it sucks. You know? I told like, you. Man, I wish I didn't know that. I just knew that he wasn't gonna say anything because no like, one, no one watches this show, Dan. You can say whatever you want. Look, I think I Steve watches this show and he just doesn't tell anybody because we. Yeah, that's probably not a thing. No, but we have proof of a situation from a couple years ago about some things that happened with YouTube. Well, yeah, that is also true. Yes, he does apparently yes. at some point know about it. So anyway. Um, Millville, right. Millville. All right, here we, we got go. off track, sidetrack. While wow, that I happens a lot. Notes here, okay. You got you guys wanted to start in four fifty, right? Yeah, let's go, <sighs> dude. Kenny, so have you seen a picture of his side? No, gnarly. So were you guys like thinking the same thing as I am when they panned to him, and even though he was like moving, like but he was gingerly in the way he was underneath the bike, just kind of like took a deep breath and go, oh shit. Because I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh no, I'm like, really? Is this hap- Is this actually happening right now? I was just like, fuck my fantasy. You're a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I had him for FFL. <laughs> so did I. I, I had, no, I had. I picked him. But like, were you guys thinking the same thing? Like, just took like a deep breath and go, is this is this actually happening right now? Because he's been so good about staying, you know, even though the little nagging things, but like not having the big get off since 2019, and then this happens, and I'm just thinking he's done like this is this is the last this is it this is the last time we're gonna see ken Roxon race because of a stupid first turn pile up and then to come and find out that sexton went flying through the air because he hit him dude sexton went way in the air but i mean air air sexton was way in the air yeah he should have been wearing the jump man thing <laughs> from paula i was just i'm like you've got to be kidding me there, there's no way this just happened i don't know i was thoughts dan i honestly when i didn't when when he was down, when he was kind of on all fours, they were kind of showing him where he was on all fours. I kind of knew at that time that no, uh, he's he's going to be okay. Um, you know, usually when you're when if if you're out like a light or you're laying on your back or you know, but he was on his all fours and almost like maybe he was trying to catch his breath, which I that's probably what what happened because he took that uh, shot right to the ribs that had to have knocked the wind out of him. But um, yeah, man, I. The first flash that came through my mind was, you know, dude, his arms crashed. You know, that's just the first thing that came to mind. 
Um, but I was I was glad to see that he he got back up and man, what a freaking moto too! I mean, the dude was flawless. The, oh, the turn, the the pass that he made on Barshaw on the outside. I don't know if you guys watched it, but when he was coming down Mount Martin on the outside, Barsha started breaking, and you could see, and and Kenny started breaking too. But then you could see Kenny hit the throttle, and you could see the roost behind him. Dude, just hit the throttle, and the way he came into that corner was, I, I that was just incredible. He was the, the ol- he was the only one to hit oh. that corner all day that made it look like the way in my mind that it should that corner should have looked. Well, you don't make a lot like for anybody that's never been to Millville. I've been lucky enough to go there quite a bit. Like the track, the way it's designed, and the narrowness. And we'll talk about the situation in the 250 class before the finish. The way the track is, but how far you have to track to the outside to use that berm, and then that's the thing is like. You're on an elevation. You got to commit. You're carrying so much speed, and I've seen so many people in like first practice just blow that berm, like go up and over, go in the little you know the walk lane or whatever because you're carrying so much momentum. So to watch him just commit like that on the first lap and not really know, like he he had an idea, but not really knowing like how good his body was going to be for the whole time. To just it reminded me of 2016 RCH when he was coming through the pack, like just going two seconds a lap faster than everybody, and I'm just like, holy shit. Like what? What was what was awesome is you know, I, I don't. How many times did Weege and Grant say leave the brakes? I was like every other word, leave the brakes. I'm gonna go back to it, dude. Kenny never left the brakes, dude. He he was on the throttle. He was like on the fucking throttle coming down the hill, and I was like ballsy. I don't, I don't think the dude Kenny. I don't even think he broke at all. Yeah, it's but, ball, uh, ballsy. Didn't need to. Those balls were slowing him down, dragging behind him because they were so big, dude. It's, the yeah. other thing that was that was impressive is you know the, all those other guys raced Moto One, so they had an idea of of how the track was shaping up and you know some of the race lines. Kenny had a sight lap, and that's it to view the track, view the lines, and for him to come out and just absolutely put it down, I thought was super impressive. Does anybody think he doesn't win that first moto if he doesn't go down the first corner? Well, I mean, does Barsha ride a 10 extra length bike? Like, doesn't ma- Apparently, it doesn't matter because Kenny would have just gone around the outside I, at the bottom of the hill. I don't know, man. Like, you know I'm a Kenny guy, and that second moto was insane. But the pace that they were on, especially when Tomac caught up to Frenchie and, and Bam Bam, like, I, I don't know. Like, I'm it, 90% he wins that first one. Does, as fast as he was in the get, second does one. Does he get the same start, though? Because I think the only way he wins is if he gets out front early again. He if he's coming through. He, he didn't have a terrible start in that first one. It was just knife the front or something, whatever, going in that first corner. But I don't think he wins that first moto unless he gets a start like he did in the second moto. If he's behind Dylan and, and I, Justin. I disrespectfully disagree with you. I, I don't think I don't think he wins. I don't. You're fucking wrong. No. <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, I'm I'm kind of with Justin because I I if you're also if fucking you wrong. Who, <laughs> if you had asked me who I trust the most in this series, it's Ferrandis. I, I yes. just man, I just trust when he's back in I the like pack Dylan. or uh, and and, I, and I'm not a huge Dylan for, uh, fan at all. I think you guys already know that. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, but I I trust him the most, man. I I he's always moving forward. So and I. I don't think Kenny moves forward that well. I think, you know, if he can get a, a you know, third place start, fourth place start, he's got a good chance of going to the front. But anything past that, man, I just don't have the confidence that that he's going to make those passes and, and move forward. But, but man, Ferrandis, that fucking guy could start 20th, and I, he could Second still win the race. And this, <laughs> yeah, 
There's, I mean, there's very few guys that can do that, and uh, Tomac was one of them, you know, and I, I think he's kind of coming into his, his own again. But other than those two, man, I just it, – it's kind of really whoever gets the start and can put in clean laps is going to win. So, Travis, I have to ask you. I've got a lot to unpack from what Dan just said. Yeah, so, okay, and, I, and I agree with a lot of what he said because, I mean, the Kenny thing, it's been proven. Like, he hasn't been able to come through the pack since the 2016 days. Supercross is another perfect example. Look, He's good with a lead. you're just fucking wrong, and you two, in this case, are fucking yeah, wrong. Yeah, okay, buddy, whatever. Anyways, uh, so you said that you didn't trust Dylan. It was a little different after Red Bud, but you were waiting to see the mistake, and it was going to happen if it was going to come down to him and Kenny. Well, he made two mistakes yesterday. He did make two. And he still got fifth. Yes. Are you pretty much sold now that this like is signed, sealed, and delivered? Like this is his championship. Well, I mean, yeah, this is pretty much it. I mean, don't get me wrong, we did see some cracks in the armor yesterday because there were a couple mistakes, which we haven't seen this year yet. But a fifth place. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Is like unless he makes a mistake where he either bends the bike completely up, or the other thing that we've seen with these star Yamahas, he has motor issue. Although he did a very good that job that happen. second moto with the wick. Laying off the clutch. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying, you look butt. at like yes. AP, like AP was not uh, laying off the yeah, clutch I or really, anything like that. That was just a straight motor, and we've seen it with Nichols' bike, and we've seen it with... I just uh, don't want to see a battery issue. <laughs> like Fry or whatever. Like, we've seen issues with these star bikes, man. Yeah, speaking of AP, though, has anything come out? Like, I know that they'll say electrical, but like, does anybody have any idea what happened? Because I thought originally... It was, it was electrical. <laughs> I thought it was a fuel pump originally. It was electrical. Yeah, okay. So the, crank, so the crank went out, but it was actually... It was ignition. electrical. Okay. The rear uh, wheel falls <laughs> off the damn bike. It's electrical. Okay? I mean, that's what they've said before. Not Yamaha, but I've seen teams say that. It's Anyways, totally fine. So um, I want to talk about that first moto a little bit. And all the credit to Barsha. Like, he rode great. Um, you know that I, I, just because I've known Justin for a long time, I am a, I am a Barsha fan. But some of the shit that he does is a little ridiculous. I was getting super annoyed with that first moto. Oh, boy. Here we go. I was, no, there's not a rant. It's just... Yes, we're going to give you guys really like get red faced. Start we spitting. see we know in Supercross and and we the saying that we like to use is having eyes in the back of your head. And you know in Supercross we kind of we don't make a big deal about it. Like Coop, that's how he won, he you know he's won two titles that way, being really good at riding on the defense. But because these guys are so close, there's no separation. So if you're out front, you can't get away. Hey, I'm gonna ride a little bit of a wide bike, or if somebody's behind you, you know, hey, I can't really I can close this gap on this guy, but I can't pass him. So I'm gonna get a little aggressive with him. We know outdoors, that's not the case. Like, there is places to separate yourself. It's one thing when, hey, man, I'm going to shut the door on you or I'm going to, you know, I'm going to run you a little bit wide in this corner, a lap or two, but every fucking corner. And then before the finish, to literally land on his front wheel, and I know that he put his hands up in the air like, hey, my bad, dude. But I, the whole entire time, I'm sitting there going, I'm like, dude, like, he, he you doesn't. clearly know that Dylan is faster, and I understand he's not going to give him up, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect anything different from anybody else. But it's like you're sitting there and you're going, okay, man, you know that now you're going literally out of your way every chance you get to make your bike two foot wider. I just thought the whole thing was unnecessary. Like to do it for 20 minutes or whatever it was, it's one thing to do it for two, three laps, but to do it for that long, I just, I was getting super aggravated with it. And it's not because I, I have a dog in the fight in the sense that I want Dylan to win this title. But the same thing, though, like I said, doing what happened when he landed on his front wheel. That could have not only taken Dylan, taken ruined Dylan's championship, but that could have Barsha back end skips out on him. He slams into the face of the finish. Like that was just not smart on his part. So the whole entire time, I don't know about you guys, but I was just frustrated. I I liked it. I I thought it because for as a fan, yep, it was exciting to watch, and uh, I I liked that he that he was 
put up a fight and that he didn't wasn't going to let a pass happen and I think honestly that was just it was a it was an honest mistake and yes. I think we saw that when he put his arm up and whatnot but yep. you know yeah riding a wide bike caused that but man I you're talking about a win man he, oh, yeah. he has not gotten a win outdoors in three years he's not you know gas gas has not gotten a win at all in in that series there's a, there was a lot at stake man and I I really think that I think he was in the right I I, I would defend him every time. Again, say yeah, it could be annoying. I'm sure. I'm sure Dylan was annoyed. <laughs> I, I, I promise you that. You know, but as a fan, man, I just it made the it made the racing exciting. Wonder how much that bonus check was. <laughs> Look, I'm just saying that I just pretty much at this point don't expect anything less from no, Barsha because that's been Justin's been doing that since I was that's, watching him on 85. I was like, say, it's that's his thing. mo. It's just one of those things that it's like. I guess I was. I think the the frustration was with the situation where you know it was not a mistake. That's how that line flows. Yeah, it pushes him to the outside, which obviously becomes the inside, and that's a lot. That section is a lot more narrow than people realize. Once again, the TV doesn't do Millville justice about how big the elevations are, about how the track flows. But it's like that could have just that could have been not only bad for Dylan, but that could have ended Justin's day too. Mm -hmm. So I think that was where my frustration was. And like I said, I didn't expect anything different either. Like, that's a win. It's a big deal for Gas Gas to get an overall. Like, he got them their first Supercross win to get an outdoor win. It's a huge deal. It's just, I looked at it, and I'm like, oh, man. Like, that could have been really, really bad. But I was happy for him. Like, that's awesome. Like, because I talked about the when we did our prediction show with Coach, talking about Barsha, and you guys kind of were like, well, you know, I don't know. Well, I mean. I mean, Barsha's same same. Like, yeah. Now, he, 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 not really. Oh, like, here we go. No, it's not the same same. It's the same same. How do you figure? He's third in the points right now. He just passed Eli in the points. I mean, cool. He won a race. Like, Okay. Does, that's, does AC have a win this that's year? That's pretty much it. Yeah. Does, I mean, there we are. I mean, does Zacco have a win this year? No, AC, as we've been over, the first, does I Zacco mean, maybe if it recorded, the first however part. <laughs> you want to get punched in the nuts? <laughs> like, literally under the table? <laughs> look, look. I'm just saying, man. It's a big deal. Look. Here's the thing. Okay, whatever. Barsha is not any different than he's been before. Flashes of brilliance. Dan, do you do you disagree or agree with that statement? Because I wholeheartedly disagree. Like I said, sometimes you're fucking yeah. wrong. I, I don't. I don't think. I, I think this is the same Justin Barsha that we've always seen. Thank I, you. I think that the bike. I think the bike gives him the ability to bring out the best Justin Barsha, you know, than what we've seen in the, in the few years in the past. Um, but I, I think it's the same guy for sure. Well, if the bike's bringing it out different, I mean, the better version of him though, it's just him capitalizing totally. on that. So yeah, yeah well, he kind I, of I agreed with you I, and didn't agree with you, Travis, shut the fuck up. Look, here's the I, thing. I think the bike allows him to, to be up there, you know, um, in the top five, you know, battling for wins. I think the bike gives him that ability. I think he's really struggled on Yamaha. I just think that the bike suits him more and he's able to ride that bike to his style. So makes me wonder if he was still on the Yamaha with a star where he would be at right now. I really do. Like, I don't think his style fit. Like I think having that steel chassis and that flex helps him a lot better. And you can tell even with his body positioning, it's changed, but it does make me wonder though, now that we realize that star has that Yamaha dialed, what would have happened had he stayed with Yamaha, where he would be, if it would just be the same thing because that bike doesn't fit him, or it would be just as good. Like, I don't think a lot of people have talked about that. And, I mean, it is what it is because it's nothing really it, – it's just – there's nothing really to talk about in the sense that it's not going to happen. But it just makes me wonder, like, where would he be right now if he would have stayed with Yamaha? Like, would he be doing the same? Would he be winning more? I don't know. I'm just – I'm curious about that. 
Yeah, it's it's hard to say. I, I do know that a, a Yamaha rider from the years past um, has has expressed some interest in going back to that team, which <laughs> Cooper <Webb>. I was <laughs> totally fine. Everybody knows it's like another worst kept secret here. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. So it's uh, the bike's really good, man. It, it does it does look much better. Like everybody at Yamaha hates. We were, we were talking about this last night, and uh, I don't know how it came up, but for some reason, everybody at Yamaha hates me because not Yamaha, but Star specifically because I've I have been pretty harsh on them in the past, you know. Um, just because I don't I don't really care for some of the stuff that they do, but. In the same sense, man, I'll give them credit for credit too. And that, yeah, <laughs> no, they've done they've done a lot of stuff that oh. I just oh yeah, just just shady. You know, I just I just don't agree with. But it's hard being the best. Yeah, I know. They got the Yamaha 450 figured out. There's no doubt about it. Well, and they got a killer team for next year. That's for damn sure. Yep. Uh, so anybody else notice that when they got done with that moto though, Barsha like wasn't even breathing hard. Well, he's in shape. I know. I, I was thoroughly impressed with that. I mean, let's be honest. Like, Barsha's never had a cardio issue. No, but the pace they were riding, the the pressure he was getting from Dylan and Tomac at points, yeah. Um, yeah, I was like, wow. Like, when he sat down in that chair behind the podium after the race and they put the camera on him, like, he wasn't even sweating almost. I mean... I was like, what the fuck is this guy? Like, what is he on that people, he's doing this? <laughs> people, people like to look at... Barsha because of like how he looks his long hair his not give a shit attitude that like first off he should cut the hair and shave the fucking beard okay he, he looked terrible there's agree. no way your I wife thinks that. that's a good look yeah he probably should uh well he used to remember he used to run the long hair for supercross and then cut it for outdoors but it hasn't been as hot but anyways people like to have this view of justin that like hey he's just this partier he doesn't put in the work but it's like like i said n- being around as long as nah bro totally he's fine he is i mean <laughs> his cardio is good He's one of the more in shape guys that does this for a living. Like, yeah. I would put his his training program against anybody in the world. It's just that really didn't surprise me too much. If I'm being honest with you, like he's never really had a fade issue. It was just something I noticed. It impressed um, me. Can we talk about Tomac though? Yeah, hold on a second. I got a question for Dan about that. Oh, so, uh, Dan, uh, what happened to your boy there? Stalling out that first moto, getting into third, and then just nothing. Look, AC's his boy. What do you mean? Tomac's going to Yamaha. <laughs> Tomac's yeah. still his boy. He's still on that green bike. Okay. That's true. Exactly. Next year, next year it'll be debatable. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, 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 uh, I love your commitment, man. I just love it. Oh, yeah. No, I know. I'm, He's I so committed green. to those shitty Kawasaki's. It's pathetic. Oh my god, <laughs> dude, they're so good. You know it. No, no. I've had three Kawasaki's in my life. Oh, I've boy. hated all fucking three of them. Oh boy, they are so. Terrible. Look, he's a lifelong what's, what's Honda guy. What's the last guy? one you had? Yeah. So yeah, I have there had. You go. So I have had. Um, it's old. It's old. I had, uh, and none of them have been recent. So I had a 2000. I started with a 01 KX250. <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> I then went to a 2011 KX250. That was fucking terrible. And I then went to a 2009 kx250 what was that whose whose bike was that you remember that because that came off the goat farm some kid that was training down there yeah that was eric uh, eric goodson's bike yeah so this thing was fucking laced out and it was still fucking terrible um look the carburetors that I year sucked my ass. 09 250f county that's crazy oh my god it was fucking awful 
Yeah, you just you just had you just had you will it. not yeah. catch me on a green bike. Look, don't let Travis fool you. We're both diehard Honda guys. He's a Honda guy, but he's got a he's blue crew now, so like he likes to think he's cool. <sighs> that that but then uh, you want to tell him though so what good. happened after you left it sit for a while? How the battery you know wouldn't start? Look, <laughs> that is a known problem. Number oh. one with the Yamahas is that oh, also, the batteries you also aren't want to talk great. About how you got some products from Lightspeed? Easy, they didn't form easy fit. change. Okay, Lightspeed is not Yamaha. Lightspeed nope, is Lightspeed. It's still Yamaha for Yamaha. Is Yamaha. Okay, and uh, had that yeah, issue and it was a other than that, our, other than that, our Blue Crew is awesome. Yeah, I'm okay, five bye. seconds a lap faster on that fucking thing than I was my 450. Yeah, whatever, buddy. We'll see. I mean, the 450, <laughs> when it's done, we'll see if we can pick that up a little bit. But, yeah, yeah five okay. seconds a you lap. Got, you got to ride a new Cowie, dude. They are, they are not even oh, here comparable we go. to the old bike. I'm going to tell you what, Dan. Load, it, load them in the van, drive them to Michigan, <laughs> and uh, I'll take a spin on it and tell you how crappy it is. I'm going to be real honest <laughs> with you, though, Dan, because a lot of our guys, the shop that we used to run, like all, it was Kawasaki. We had to deal through a Cowie dealership. All of our guys preferred the Cowies. I almost believe, though, that the older generation Cowie 250F motor is actually stronger than the new one. Dude, I don't know. This new 21 250F that I got is a fucking rocket. So I, it's definitely faster than my 09 for sure. But, yeah, I think they went through a, they went through a, a span of years that they were not the greatest but yep. this new one man is freaking it's badass have you oh, and i was austin forker couldn't get over the leap <laughs> <laughs> that's <Right>. bad <laughs> have you uh have you rode a 21 uh yamaha 250 to like uh, compare I rode a 20 yamaha 250 and it was it was really good i actually i actually liked the, the power but dude it felt like a tank oh okay i don't know i, I didn't ride a 20 yet. the last one of uh, the last Yamaha 250 I rode before I bought this one was like 17. I did like one of the dealer day demo things on it at a local place that had a track. Um, and that like that was that was okay. Look, Yamaha's redesigning the 125 and 252 stroke, putting all new plastic on it. They're going to be next level next year. They have will, you, they have will you be, seen that? They will be exactly like have my 2006. Seen, have you seen that shit? They're pumping it up. 7,000. Seven thousand dollars for a one twenty five. Holy shit! When I heard that from somebody, I can't remember who it was, but like, oh yeah, man, all new twenty twenty two YZ one twenty five. I'm like, oh, okay. And they sent me a link, and I looked at, it and I go, it's the same fucking bike it was twenty years ago. Did they send you a text? Because they sent me a text. I just looked at it. And I'm going, cool. It looks like the four stroke. Yeah, like I got real excited because it was like, hey, this is so and so from Yamaha, and I was like, oh, dude, are they gonna come on yeah. board the show? And then they were like, check out the new twenty two YZ two fifty F one twenty five. I'm like, fuck. The, the silencer brackets <laughs> they added two mounts instead of one. It's a big difference. Wow, impressive. I just looked at that and I'm like, oh my god. You know what the sad thing is? All the Yamaha diehards are gonna be like, dude, so much better, so good, so much better. <laughs> But uh, yeah, Dan, if you want to load that cow up and drive it to Michigan, man, I'll take her for a spin and then tell you how hey, bad man. it is. Hey, maybe when we're out for A1. Dude. There you go. Yeah. When we're oh, out for yeah. A1. We don't have time to do that when we're out there. Oh, we could make time. We're flying in Thursday and leaving Sunday. We Look, ain't got we, time for we that. We can make time. Oh, God. They're going to let me out on press day to test it out. Hey, guys. Guys. Yeah. yeah. Small, no, man, time, small we time go, podcaster here. I'm going to need five minutes we on the go track in a day er, We out. go in a day early. Go to Glen Helen on Thursday. Oh, Jesus. Here we go. You can bomb the downhill. Here we go. Yes. On a bike that I have n- <laughs> never ridden before. There, there you go. Perfect. This It'll is be not fine. Mine. You'll feel right at home. Trust me. Look, Dan can show you the fast way around. <laughs> I heard Dan washes his bike more than he rides it. I don't have a comment for that. <laughs> that, that could be true. I, I'm not going to debate that. <laughs> I do like the clean. 
<laughs> oh, that's awesome. Okay, now let's get back to your boy and back to our original conversation here. So back to Tomac uh, stalling out there. So uh, yeah, so Barsha's is kryptonite, kryptonite and uh, Tomac wasn't getting you, by him anyway. I'm going to be real honest with you, though. The yeah. thing, I didn't like... You know, I'm not the biggest Tomac guy. It's not really him. It's more of his his fans, his diehards. It's the Cowie, isn't it? You're no. You're going to love him on the Yamaha? <laughs> no, man. Honestly, if he was on a Honda, I'd start liking him again. Um, <laughs> if he was on a Honda, he'd probably have won like 67 titles I know, now. exactly. Could be retired, uh, no problem. No. The one thing I didn't like, though, and I actually... Maybe I'm I'm probably making too much of it. Actually, I know I am. But like you know, you notice how GL was like, oh, this is the best version we've ever seen of Tomac. No, oh, boy. You know, because the field's so deep. And I go... I don't think 2017 and 2018 Eli Tomac would uh, agree with that, or even 2015. GL is drunk 90% of the time, so just, I'm just not going to take that conversation like, seriously. I know that there's they got to say things you know, and, and come up with stuff to talk about, but I'm just watching. I'm going, dude, 2017, 2018 Eli, as much as I like Dylan and as good as Justin was riding, like he would have went through them. He wouldn't have stalled out. He would have passed them with 10 minutes to go and put like 10 seconds on him. And I'm Tomac just like, can't get by Barsha. We've been over this. That's, no, because old, old Eli would have just railed the outside and went around him and never seen him again. Maybe, but I don't I, know. I, I was I was a little perturbed when he when Grant said, "This is the best Eli we've ever seen," and I'm like, "Dude, are you? <laughs> did you watch 2015? You just, <laughs> That's what I mean. Yeah, and I'm like, did you just like jump on the bandwagon all of a sudden after he's had a couple good motos? I mean, I just dude, didn't overall like it. this year has not that been that good for him. So no. like. Yeah, he has had a couple incredible motos. Like you know, Moto One coming from so far back was, dude was was pretty badass. But Southwick dude, second moto the, was the, his best. Yeah, sure. But the, the 16, 17, 18 Eli Tomac would have won that race. Exactly, I yep. completely agree. So, but I I do think yeah, though I, that it's he's like he was definitely feeling it that second moto like that. I, I think that he exerted so much energy in that first one that uh, I think that's just why it stalled out because everybody's like, oh, what happened to him? What happened to him? It's like, dudes, what happens when you come from, what was it, 31st or whatever it was? Like, yeah, it was a rough day, but I don't that, know. That I mean, just goes to show you, though, how much better these other guys have gotten. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they really have picked up the their game and, and stepped up the level of, of riding because they – I. I don't know if they're working harder. I don't know what the, what it really is, but they have gotten better. And I don't think Tomac's gotten worse, but I think that these guys have gotten better. And I, I do think that, you know, he's got short-timers syndrome, right? I mean, he knows he's going to Yamaha. I mean, how – yeah, there's still a lot of money and everything at stake, but, man, are you going to give it 110% every weekend? Probably not. I mean, here's the crazy thing. He's winning motos without his factory parts. Oh, God. Yeah, oh, man. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> yeah. It's wild. I just like to bring it up because oh, it's stupid and not in the way that most people think it's stupid. Oh, boy. I'm one of those carrot ear fuckers. What? What the fuck? Oh, you, you don't listen to Pulp anymore. That's right. <laughs> no, dude. I told you I don't listen yeah, to Pulp. Yeah, so apparently us conspiracy theorists yeah. like that think that like we're, we, uh, we apparently you know stick carrots in our ears. Look, the only podcast I listen to is the main event moto show. Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Gargle, 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 gargle. <laughs> I just ask you, hey, man, did you listen to the last one? No, and you I were did. like, no. I didn't. I am, I'm being honest with you. <laughs> Fucking I idiot. I'm going to go listen to when I get home, though. Fucking idiot. Yeah, hey, okay. The last episode was one of the best ones yet. It was awesome. It was a good episode. Was that the one you weren't on? Or? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was. Look, I, just, look, I just want more Vincent, though. I just want Vince to be in the studio more. That's it. 
Oh, you have dude. this like man crush on I him. I do because he's a funny fucker. I don't know what the hell your deal is. And I just remember be you know being around him a lot in arena cross. Oh god, it's funny because everybody either loves Vincent or hates Vincent. There's no in between. I don't know why people would hate him. Like I know that his takes, but it's like it's just he's being honest. Dude, I get so much hate on uh, hate mail on Vincent on our on the Instagram. It's it's incredible. Is it because he hates I French get, people and loves he, Mookie? Yeah. <laughs> But I get the equal equally as many people love him. So, but it's funny that there's no in between. I just want more producer Joe's sultry voice on there. <laughs> did you guys? Uh, did you guys listen uh, back in the day when? Um, oh God, I can't remember the name of the segment. It's more like producer Joe and Daniel. You know, they had that that mystery music behind them and was reading listener questions or listener comments. Did you guys ever remember that? I don't think so. That must have been before I found found oh, the show. Dude, it, 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 it's the funniest shit ever, but we're talking about bringing it back. You guys will, everybody will dig it. It's, dude, it's awesome. hilarious. I just, yeah. I, I'm amazed because I don't know if it's been three years, four years, how, how long I've been listening. How long has that show been going? I don't even know, to be real honest with you. Man, I think it's five years, I think. Okay. Now. Yeah, because I wasn't on the very early train of that. It took me a while to find it. Actually, you know what? I might have not even... I don't know if I found it before they were on the Racer X feed, so I don't remember. We used to have our we used to have our own app, and, and it was. I uh, remember that. I remember him talking yeah. about that. So yeah, but anyway, but but man, I'm just I'm amazed at how much producer Joe has grown as far as like moto knowledge uh, from when even I started listening until now. Because like when I started listening, he really knew not a whole lot. He was very not in the know of anything. No, no, no. And he, now he's... Joe didn't know anything. Yeah. He didn't barely knew what a dirt bike was. I mean, it was... <laughs> I'm not joking. It, it, he has come a long ways. Yeah, now he can actually, like, have a have a pretty decent conversation with you guys about it, like, if you ask him something, so... I like his takes. He has some good takes every now and then. I mean, he's just... Always... You know what's cool about Joe is Joe is... Joe's not been jaded by anything in the industry or the sport yeah. because he is fairly new. So he gives like a, a legit fresh perspective of things. You know, it's more of like a fan perspective. It's it's actually, it's kind of refreshing to listen to some of his takes sometimes, you know, is he, uh, because he's not super, he's not deep. Like during the week, you know, he'll watch the races and stuff, but you know, he ain't on Vital. He ain't on listening to different moto podcasts. He's not, you know, he he just watches the race and then does the podcast. So he's more of a fan than anything. So it, it's it's refreshing to get his take on it because, like I said, you know, we're jaded because we follow it so closely. You know, we know more than than most. Um, you know, we, we have these opinions that people may think are dumb (laughs) is uh is he really going to a1 yes yeah yeah we're all we're actually all going to a1 so it should be pretty fun sweet so here's the deal we uh when i had dark side on last week we came up with this idea to do like a super podcast or something like get all of us podcasters together at some point right around a one like the friday like yeah i came up with like friday night before the race or something so that that way because i know we're all going to be busy saturday after the race so if we did it friday would be awesome um and do like a do like a super pre-race podcast show with all of us like dark side us like any of you guys that want in i don't know who else i'm trying to figure it out 
We uh, know one person that won't get invited. Well, I mean, we can invite him, but he won't come. I mean, he's right. too busy. He's he'll cool guy us. So, <laughs> unless Dan, you think you think you can talk Mathis into coming with us? It's never gonna happen, dude. It's <laughs> never gonna happen, bro. It's probably not. No. Uh, well, that's okay. <laughs> we give Weege fifty bucks though. He might come on. Uh, dude, the Weege thing we can make happen. Because yeah, we can give him fifty bucks Look. and a high five, and, or fifty bucks and free food. All we gotta do is buy Weed's dinner. He's in. Yeah, so I'm so I think we can make that happen. Look, but we could get Kiefer on there. Kiefer's a day program only kind of guy. Oh, uh, okay. He doesn't he doesn't do the nighttime thing. Okay. He's got that home life going on. You know, I mean, whatever. Anyway, uh, yeah. So Dan, you guys, if you guys want in on this, like, we're looking for people. We're recruiting cool people <laughs> to be in our cool kids club wow. and do this cool <laughs> podcast thing. Yeah, just let, let, let us know. We'll have, to, we'll have to reconvene on that. But you got to bring producer Joe with you. Yeah, Travis is all about this. The only way you're getting in is if <laughs> producer Joe is there. He's all I, about this. I, I can never, I can never, hundred percent count on. He might have jury duty. He may be in jail. <laughs> Who knows? Jesus. So I, you know, at this point, producer Joe is going. But you never know. What about Hobo Nick? Because I have so many questions for that guy. I don't know anything about him. <laughs> he walked across the entire country. Yeah. That's intense. It's That's pretty, a lot. It's pretty pretty impressive, yeah. I just want to sit and drink beer and listen to him tell me stories about walking across the country because I'm sure there's uh, some shit, as, as you've probably heard. Oh, yeah. it's Dude, it, he's a very interesting dude uh, and has got some insane stories about living on the street. I'm in on that. I want to like. I want to do a podcast <laughs> dedicated just to his stories about walking across the country because we could probably do a podcast there, for three years. There was a podcast. We did a podcast um, that pretty much documented uh, Nick's walk. So uh, it's one of the early ones. I don't know where it hmm. would be. It's probably on one of the uh, archived files in the Batcave. But yeah, we did one at one time. It was pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah, because that there's just there's so many questions I have. So many questions. Yeah. Like how many times did you have to use leaves to wipe when you shit? Oh my like, god! <laughs> yeah, dude, it's not like he's stopping at a rest stop. Okay, you can't walk down the side of the highway; you get arrested. It's true. I don't. I don't know, man. I've never walked across the country. Me neither. But it seems like something fun to do at some point. Oh my god! I'm can just we, saying. Can we get back to Millville? Okay, back to Millville. God, Dan's got limited time here. Uh, let's let's move to uh, let's move to two fifties here. Oh, we're done with four fifties. That was quick. We're not done. We have a couple. I mean, the only thing I have left on my list is Web. That Web crash. Yeah, I gave him a ton of credit. Dude's he was got guts, still man. rolling around. He's got guts, man. He rolled around, finished the moto. Yeah, and like twenty third. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was gritty. I mean, <sighs> Sexton though, has he been a little underwhelming to you? Because uh, I know that he's had some issues, especially going down to the first turn. But like after the first moto at Paula, like. Everybody was on board. He's going to get wins this year. He's going to be battling for overalls. I'll be completely honest. Until they were talking about it yesterday, I forgot he got second place in that first moto. That's my and point. It was close. That's my point. Yeah, but I mean, but it, the thing is, is he knows it, and he doesn't really know. He's like Tomac. I don't think he really knows what's wrong. I feel like a lot of people right now in both classes have no idea why they're good one moto and terrible the next. Yeah, and, and RJ just doesn't know why he pushes the front end all the time. <sighs> it's <laughs> it's a thing. Christian Craig though, another good weekend. That dude is solid on the 450 outdoors. Yeah, he's pretty much proven the point of, hey, man, all those years saying, I need to be on a 450. You need to be on a 450. Um, AP, a little bit of the struggle bus, had some issues. Can we talk about Cody Shock losing a chain? Both I was motos. about to bring that up. Does anybody know what kind of chains they're running? Because whatever it is, I don't ever want to buy them. Well, uh, 
apparently yeah. he said it wasn't a chain issue. It was rocks. And I'm just going to be like, okay, the first moto, but like both motos, that's very coincidental. It was rocks? Yeah. I mean, there was Millville, no fucking chain on the bike. Millville. <laughs> what well, do you mean it was it, rocks? Yeah, he said, well, the second moto, he said it was just, the first moto was a chain derailment. The second moto, or no, which moto was it that we saw him on screen? Was it second or first? We saw him both. But one but of the times, the though. The second one, okay. I think, was when GL was like, oh, the chain's off again Yeah, or I mean, Millville, Millville has some rocks. Especially like in the clay spots up top, but I'm not really buying that whole thing. I mean, I don't know, but whoever their chain manufacturer is is probably not too happy right now. Whoever it is, somebody said RK. I don't know if, if that was Michael Lindsay or not, but yeah, I was just really shocked. I don't think I've ever seen that before because a lot of them, you know, when you get they don't run C clips, they run rivet links. So huh. like to have that happen. Is very shocking to me. I don't know, Dan. Have you ever seen anything like that? Because I've never seen not two motors in a row. No, that's yeah. The only thing I could think of is, you know, maybe there was a bad batch of chains. You know what I mean? That, yeah. That's you know where they had some weak links, so there was a bad batch. But and if that's the case, man. If I'm Michael, hmm. I'm 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 pulling all the chains that are in the rig and calling whoever the manufacturers and having them send new chains because that's. That's sketchy, man. He got lucky two times. Yeah. You know, that could have been bad. And he was having but a good yeah. day up until that point, too. Yeah. It's very it's very unchar- uncharacteristic right now with um, with the chains. I mean, it, we haven't seen this many chain issues uh, in a long time that I can remember. No. Um, the only thing that maybe comes to mind is maybe that maybe these guys are running these chains longer than they typically do because of you know, the shortage of getting parts. I mean, that's been a huge issue this year um, is getting parts. So maybe they're having to run these chains longer than than normal. And that's why we're having issues. Yeah. I just, I just feel bad for him. Not only, not only for the fact of like, Hey, that's just two DNFs, but it's like right now he's building momentum and he's right on that cusp. Kind of like where Hartraft is of like, Hey, if something goes right, if one of these top 10 guys has a bad start, I can get in the top 10. And just to have that happen, like that's, he faded pretty hard yesterday, though. Well, no, but I understand that. But the thing is still, like, that's a big deal for yeah. a team like Michael Lindsay, you know, especially with the way Supercross went. Yeah. Like, you know, with everything I, that happened. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I'm just saying he did fade pretty hard. And I'm there. also curious what happened to him, like, the Southwick situation. Like, nobody really went into detail with that. Like, why he didn't line up for the second moto. They said he was hurt, but I thought the first moto he didn't go down. I thought it was a bike issue. I don't know. I just feel bad for the kid. Like, I don't. I don't know Cody Shot personally, I like, but I like his story. I think he's I think he's a hard worker, and it just it sucks to see somebody like that right on the cusp, especially especially a team like Michaels, and then just have something dumb like that happen. So I don't know. I just feel bad for him. Well, you know, they got the prodigal son Carson Mumford on there too. So hey, Carson had a good second motor yesterday. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, Dan, anything anything else four fifties you want to touch on here? No, not nothing that comes to mind. I think uh, I still Dylan's still my title favorite. God, I, I like mean, it's got to be at this point. So, um, all yeah. right, two fifties. What do you want to start with? Because I know you're you're short for time here. Uh, dude, let's just start with J Mark. Uh, we had this we had this conversation. We have a group text going. It's uh, myself, Dark Side. Uh, I don't know if you guys know Nick and Trent from the Moto Limited show. They're in Australia. Yes, I've heard of them. Um, good dudes, and then uh, Triple J. I don't know if you know um, Justin Jennings. He has the Moto Spot show. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I've heard of that. I'm we have uh, we got a group text going, and and 
it's like this huge debate on you know what wh- why did Jmart come back and what does he have to prove and is he even a top five guy and I'm like guys come <laughs> on I mean you're saying Jmart not a top five guy and most everybody was like no nah, I think I think uh, Nick was from I think it was either Nick or Darkside said yeah he's for sure but there, everybody else like yeah no way. Dude, he comes out. I, I cannot think that J-Mart is going to come back if he doesn't think he's going to win, right, or doesn't think he's going to be able to put in a good result. And honestly, I really truly thought that he was going to come back and he kind of had in his mind that he could possibly win this title um, because you never know. Jet Jet does goofy things. Uh, Justin Cooper's kind of a crasher outdoors. He does goofy things. And, man, he could he can make up some points fast. You never know, right? I think at this point we're getting later into the series that I, I, his, his likelihood of a title is less and less, but man, to come out and yeah, you, it's his home track. You guys can argue that all day long, but it's still Jeremy Martin, dude. He's still the baddest dude out there, I think. And for him to ride through the pain that he's going through um, to go one, one dude was pretty tremendous. He's a fucking animal. Like, I mean, that's all you can say about him. And, you know, to touch on the point about, oh, it's his home track, and they even touched on this, that's not that's not as big a deal as people like to make. Like, he doesn't have the greatest – it's not like he's won every year he's raced there. Like, I honestly yeah. think he only has two or three mo- – I don't know if he even ever has an overall at Millville. Well, he does now. Well, yeah, he does now. This, this home track stuff, yeah. I, I just don't buy it that no. much at all. I mean, I – anywhere for anybody you know Eli you know Eli lives in Colorado I don't buy any of that no these guys are so good they're all so good I don't buy that the only thing that I would buy is you know like you have some of these guys that you know that that show up at Southwick you know that are that are sand special and that's that's yeah that's the only track that he ever rides all year he sure just does one race a year shows up and does good yeah you have you have those types of guys but these home tracks and so on and so forth for these these top guys, man, it don't matter. They're all so damn good. They're all going to get the track figured out in three or four laps. And they're all going to go fast. Well, I that, think Jeremy Martin is just a bad dude. Max Volan's going to have Hangtown pretty dialed in, though. I will agree on that. <laughs> <laughs> Who, what about Hangtown? Max Vol- Max Volan at Hangtown. I'm going to be. I think that that might be one of those things where it's like because uh, I think you guys were talking about this on your preview thing, and Daniel goes, "Yeah, I could just see him winning Hangtown." Yeah, it's it's possible because it's you know it's one of the uh, you know one of the only really tracks that he's ridden as yep. far as a national track. He's got a lot of laps yep. in at Hangtown, but you know these other guys do. They're going to be fast at oh, Hangtown yeah. too. Oh yeah, and so yeah, I think Max. I think Max will do good at Hangtown for sure if they can get the bike from stop to blown up. But we'll, <laughs> we'll see. But no, I mean I, I pick J Mart as is, is the is the title favorite. You know, even you know knowing going into the series about a shoulder issue, you know, and if that was going to be a big thing, Hunter was my guy. But I think that right now, Jamar is kind of proven, and I think he's going to prove it at Washougal that, like, hey, if I would not gone down that second moto of Thunder Valley, like, I'd be the points leader right now. Like, you can talk about Jet and Cooper, and, you know, they're having good seasons, but you and me talked about this, Travis. Like, they've, they've been very up and down, especially Jet these last, what is it, six motos, five motos? Yeah, we're on the struggle bus. Yeah, Jam- and, you know, Cooper... <sighs> I think it's got to be pretty deflating yesterday to get a start and then get zapped like he did with J-Mart the first moto, but then have Mosman, of all people, to catch and pass him. Oh, uh, Mosman was on a mission. Uh, oh, Michael yeah. rode great, but 
let's be real. Jesus was a savage yesterday. Oh boy, we're not going into that. <laughs> Michael has Mosman has never been on Cooper's level outdoors. So for that to happen, and it's not like you know Justin can say, "Oh, I was pumped up. I wasn't feeling it. Whatever." It's like the normal response for guys when they just get caught and pass like that. But like I said, that's got to be really deflating for him. I know that he's leading the points right now, and Jet's kind of really his only main rival. You know, Hunter's kind of creeping up there, but didn't have a great day, so now it's back to 33 or whatever it is. But yeah, I mean, these guys got to be thinking like, hey, if Jamar doesn't ha- doesn't go out and you know do what he did at Thunder Valley, like we'd have an issue right here. And it's not going to shock me if he keeps this rolling for the rest of the series. Yeah. It wouldn't shock me either for one bit. I mean, if he could stay healthy, you just never know, man. These other guys, they they tend to do silly stuff. And I'm actually kind of surprised, honestly, to see as many silly things that we've seen out of Jet. As well as he rode in Supercross and, like, as – he rode like a veteran. I mean, mm-hmm. he didn't look like a rookie. He rode like a veteran, smart, precise. We really haven't seen that outdoors. And I thought, honestly, that we would see more of that outdoors than we did even in Supercross. So I'm a little a little baffled on all these little mistakes. But He got lucky I yesterday, think the though. One that, yeah. Yeah, the one where he ran into – to uh, who did he drill? Was it Pierce Brown. Was it – Chris Brown, yeah. It was yeah, gnarly. That was, that was out of his mistake. That, yeah, that wasn't his control, fault. But, but he got lucky, though. But, that could have been real bad. Yeah. yeah but, but, man, he put himself in the position yep. to be back there with that group. So. Yeah, I was just about to say, starts are killing yeah, him I'm gonna right be, now. I'm going to be real honest with you right now, and I know that you know both of us, Travis, like the, you know, the Lawrence bros, but I'm a hunter guy. You're a jet guy. If I'm in the Jet fan club right now, I'm a little worried because this is going like this is going south real quick. And I understand that after Washougal, they get a little bit of break. What is it like three weeks until we round yeah. up the final five? But if he does this again at Washougal, like I understand we have our issues with Cooper and the way you know his season's kind of gone. And you know I I still think the fade might be coming as far as like when he starts going backwards. But dude, Jet cannot afford to keep losing points. He needs starts. He's got to figure out these starts. Whatever the hell is going on with him, because that's the problem. He's fast. I yeah. mean, let's face it, he's coming through the pack. But We've now the thing though, is now, however many motos in a row. But now he's crashing though. Well, yes, but okay. What crash? Okay, Southwick. So we go to Southwick. Okay. So what happened Ball there? Jalik washes out going up the face of that yeah, jump that scrubbing. Fault, that one wasn't his fault, though. but then the second one, yes, Twice. is his fault there. Yeah, he tips over whatever, after, but that was after the Jalik one. Yep. Okay. Then you get here to uh, Millville. Okay, again, bad starts coming through the pack. He drills Pierce, and then, boom, it all goes haywire no, no, what, after that. What I'm but, saying is some of that stuff isn't his fault, but what, you know, and kind of like what Dan just said about getting bads, it's – it's now compounding, though. Like, okay, yeah. so he's getting a bad start, but now he's crashing, and then now he's not really having kind of like what he just said about with Supercross riding like a veteran. He his racecraft isn't hasn't been the best coming through the pack, which is something he's been even his rookie season he was really good with. Mm-hmm. So it's like that's the thing is we know that Cooper, aside from that first moto at Southwick, he's going to be top five off the start pretty much every time. So if Jet keeps getting tenth, eleventh place, Justin Cooper he's thinking, well, if I get a start and I just sprint for fifteen minutes. He's not going to catch me. I mean, can I just say, it won't surprise me if Jet doesn't win this title. Like, it will not surprise me. He's young, second year in the class, second year riding. I mean, I obviously would rather have him win it than Justin Cooper. I'm just saying, though, that, like, if he doesn't get, if he does this again at Washougal, 
Yeah. I'm really worried going into that last then five we got, rounds. Then we got to settle them down and yeah. get our starts dialed in so we're not in these precarious situations that we're in. Yep. Dan? I, I think I think he wins. I think he wins Washougal. You think, I, I, you think it's he goes a harder, one? harder. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. I, I could see him going one one to Washougal. I could see you that. know if he can get a good start. It's a harder, harder pack track. Yep. It seems like on the harder pack stuff, he's Thought a little control. bit better on. Yep, and um, yeah, I think I think he wins Washougal. And you know, Paula is a pretty hard hard pack track. Hangtown's hard pack. So you know, we've got some rounds coming up that he's going to be really good at, and. I'm not worried at all. Uh, you know, he's a child. Yeah, he, he's a he's a freaking child still. So he's got a lot of time to figure out. I think he is leaps and bounds ahead of ahead of most at that age. And dude, I, he's I, I I'm gonna say it again, dude. I think he's gonna be one of the greatest writers to go down in history of all time. I I I think he will. He's got the time on his side. He's got the the talent. And uh, dude, he's got the fan base. <laughs> this we we could potentially be witnessing a rising star of our generation. Well, yeah, because if he doesn't win, if he, if he doesn't win this year, like I said, he's only seventeen. I don't even think he's turned yeah. eighteen yet. He's got nope. multiple years, and even even if the rumors about like, hey, when Kenny leaves, like bumping him up to the four fifty, still he bumps up in the four fifty in two years, and he has two two fifty titles. Once again, he's going to win a 450 title, whether it's Supercross or Outdoors. He's got so much time. Yeah, I'm not worried in the sense of like wh- what his career, career trajectory is going to be. I'm just looking in the sense of it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a sting that if he was doing so well, then to lose this title for something that had nothing to do with other than just bad starts. Because outside of J-Mart, he's clearly the fastest dude in this class. Like I know that Hunter did what he did to Southwick, but I think it's Jet and J-Mart, which kind of everybody predicted. I just it's gonna suck to see him lose the title on starts. Because if he doesn't get bad starts, he's battling for wins every moto. Everybody mm-hmm. knows that. Yeah. So that's the only the only I'm more looking forward to Unadilla for him. The Eurostyle track. Sure. I'm yeah. really curious to see because obviously he didn't get to race his rookie year. We obviously didn't go there last year. I'm really curious to see Hunter as well how they do at Unadilla because we know how good the Euros are. We know how good, you know, the guys come over. Even Chad was really good there for a long time. You know, Kenny's had some of his best races he's ever had. I could see a Lawrence one, two, both motos by quite a long ways. If they go out there and get that track dialed in pretty quickly, if it's not a monsoon, but yeah, for sure. I'm just upset. I didn't get a jet t-shirt. Yeah, whatever. You didn't get a donut either. I don't give a shit about a donut. I wanted a t-shirt. Didn't know they were selling them. Couldn't yeah. get them online because they're sold out. So Whatever. You and you and Daniel should start like a fan club. Another fan club. <laughs> Me and DB are tight on the jet thing. Yeah, okay? you are. Yes, I know. I'm like I know. We don't talk. He doesn't know who I am, but we're tight about the jet thing, all right? <laughs> Generational oh, it's funny. talent. It's funny. So so he. I was talking to Daniel. I was telling Daniel I was going to do the show, and he's like, oh, cool. What's the name of us? The Motor Aftermath. He's like, really? And I'm like, yeah, he'd never heard of you guys, just so you know. But Thank you. he does. He knows you guys. He knows, he knows you now. But he's like, well, that sucks, man. I was just, I was gonna, I was thinking about starting another podcast, you know, another podcast to the main event moto called the Moto Aftermath. Oh. Yeah, that's taken. Sorry. Tell, tell him it's for sale. Oh. Everything's for sale. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Uh, tell him to bust out some of that eagle grip money, man, oh and we'll, my uh, God. we'll sell, yeah. we'll sell off for sure. 
Yeah, it was funny. Well, you know, you know, somebody snagged maineventmoto.com, so that's yeah. awesome. I can't even have a maineventmoto, so somebody's holding <laughs> our domain hostage. So that's that's always fun. Yeah, it was funny when we were trying to come up with the name of the show. Like, it just kind of made sense. Like, it has to have moto in it, I guess. But then it's like, hey, the aftermath. We're doing it after the races. But, like, it didn't really take us that long to figure out the name. I think we only... No, I pretty much was like, Justin, what should we call this? He, and he rattled this off, and I was like, okay. <laughs> that's it. There we are. No, and it's, we're it's, a good, it's a good name. I like it. So, it's not bad. All right, man. I know we're short on time with you, so we won't... Uh, I just want to keep. Oh, go ahead. You no. got one question for him. Yep. No. Well, he already gave his p- prediction for the 250 class with Jet. Do uh, Do you think we see another Eli one one domination at Washougal? Because uh, I think that it's it's Is that even a question for him. Well, do you I think the Cowie guy know. that you've been drooling over for the last three years wins wins hey, Washougal? I've been I've been way more honest this year. That, that is true. You have not been quite as biased. Oh, I like the yeah. fact that he's like, yeah, I'm I've been to, honest. I'm trying to work on that. <laughs> Um, I don't think it's close. Yeah, Dan. man, I, I could I could see like going one one at Washougal for sure. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's close. I'm gonna be real honest with you. Like, when's the last time he's even lost a mode at Washougal? What 2016 to Kenny? Like, he's been yeah, dominant he, there. And the thing is, if you even think about it, even as dominant as Dylan's been or Kenny, like the only way they're gonna beat him there is if Eli's buried and they get a start. And even if they sprint for 20 minutes, like. Eli raced a 20-second gap on Kenny in, what was it, 2018, 2019? I just yeah. I don't see anybody beating Eli at Washougal. And honestly, I don't know if anybody in the world could beat Eli at Washougal. Like, people like to talk about Eli at Southwick. It's Washougal. Like, something about him in that track just clicks. I think it's, it's going to be a domination, if I'm being real honest with you. I don't think it's really going to be a race for first. No, I agree with you. And, you know, he's putting in some good motos. He's... he's- back up there where he should be and i i think i think he easily wins yeah. washougal and you said jet uh one one probably yeah i think jet's gonna i think jet's gonna go one one at washougal for do think, sure do you think jmar gives him a run or you think it's just kind of an easy day for him yeah no i think i think jet will run away with it i think i think jmar will be podium okay but i think i think jets i think jets got this that's my prediction so yeah that if he goes one one he's gonna what is it is it how five seven to Cooper? It's single digits. I don't know. It's so if he goes one yeah. one, like he's probably he's either going to be tied or he's going to take. I say over. with everything that happened yesterday, he still was yeah. only five points or some shit like that behind Cooper. Yeah. So, so if he goes one one, he'll have he'll have the points back pretty much probably. Mm-hmm. So all right, Dan. One more. Do you, guys have, do you guys have more faith in Cooper or more faith in Jet for his title? Jet. Jet. <laughs> yeah, I do too. I just it's not that I dislike Cooper. It's just he's. He's faded, he's, faded, yeah. Faded, like we're at the faded. halfway point now, and if you look back since he's went pro, like this has been the time where he's kind of hit that metaphorical wall. I don't know if it's mental or physical, and I understand we haven't had a lot of hot races, but if you look back since he's went pro outdoors, this is about the time where he starts going backwards in the series. And yep. I think that if Jet goes out and like dominates one one, Cooper, I'll just say it, I think he's kind of a head case. I, I don't know if anybody is on board with that or they disagree. Whatever. Have you seen his hair? Whatever. Dude. Oh, I agree, hundred percent. So I think if Jet goes out and goes one-one, and then with the way Millville went yesterday, I think that he's going to start getting in his own head, and it just might start unraveling. Like I, I really do, which will be cool because then Hunter could, you know, step up in there. We could see a Honda one-two. <laughs> and, and what I like is, you know, I think as crazy as this sounds, man, I think that J Mart could have a have a say in this title as far as 
who wins, man. Because you oh, know that J Mart and Cooper, I don't think there's no love lost there. You know, and, and I don't think anybody likes Cooper. was on the team with <laughs> J Mart hates everyone. Yeah. <laughs> J Mart, I think, has a good relationship with Jet. You know, they were on the Geico team. Yep. From what I understand, they, they really got along. So, man, it'd be cool to see. Jamar maybe help out Jet a little bit. That'd be that'd be pretty bitching. Look, Dylan didn't like Cooper. I don't know other than outside of Thrasher if anybody else likes Cooper on that team. It's just something about Justin Cooper. He just needs to fix himself. Like, stop bringing to talk about his dog. It's probably his chick. His chick's a millionaire, so I don't think really that matters. Her chick, his chick's <laughs> is this- dad is a millionaire. Whatever. Same she thing. is not. Whatever. Same thing. <laughs> She's like seventeen. She's not seventeen, yeah. bro. She's young. <laughs> She Jesus. in that old, bro. All right, so I don't know if you had a question. I have another question for Dan since we're on the topic of J. Mark. Well, hurry up. The right, man's got to go, yeah, okay? I know. Okay, so I, so he's a Cowie guy. Uh, have you – okay, so we know that there was a possibility of J. Mark going to pro circuit, and obviously that yeah. went away. Well, now it comes out that there's a possibility that he might not be re-signing with Yamaha, and there's also the rumor of pro circuit possibly. Uh, yes. Oh, is that something you can't talk about or <laughs> – no, no. Go ahead. How do you uh, how do you feel about that? <laughs> I think it would be a good fit. You know, he actually he almost went to pro circuit um, before Star. I know that Mitch talked to him yep. um, prior to him going to Star, and um, there was an offer on the table, and you know, Mitch wasn't in a position to to match it. Yep. And from what I understand, Mitch told him to to take the deal, and to let him know how it went. So there's there's a relationship there yep. between Mitch and, and J-Mart, and I could absolutely see J-Mart going to Cowie next year. I think it'd be awesome. It's I mean, happening. I, I think Cowie I think it would be... Yeah. Star doesn't have any money for him next year. <laughs> yeah, I'm not kidding. Yep. They got 9,000 people yeah. riding for them, and you know they're paying Seth Rarick a lot of money. Yeah, so I know, uh, I know Hymas is going to Honda, mm-hmm. and Best you know, from what I understand, from what I understand, that uh, Deegan is is probably going to star. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that would be a, a perfect opportunity for Mitch to pick up J Mart. I think there's still plenty of gas left in on on J Mart, and um, try to get that number one play back. <laughs> yeah, man, I think it'd be a really good fit too. Yeah, I think it just worked because of his relationship with Mitch and the way Mitch goes about with his riders and J Mart, his yep. training, his work ethic. I think he would yeah. be the one guy that'd be like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna let you let you down, Mitch." And Mitch would be like, "Yeah, I know." <laughs> not I saying that the other riders on the team. Jay Mart, I think J Mart really wanted to go to PC last this year. I think he really did. But the offer that Star had made to him was so beneficial to J Mart that yeah. it it just didn't make sense. You know, the, the money was so good. So he didn't want to have to um, work at a dealership during the week, man. That's no. all there was to it. Right. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, we'll see, man. I think it'd be cool. I'd, I'd love to see it for sure. I like J Mart. Yeah. Good dude. Kawasaki back on top. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so, Dan, if uh, if I pay you double, what's the chances I can get one of them toolboxes before oh, DB? Oh, boy. <laughs> before DB. <Dale. laughs> yeah. Yeah, no problem. I mean, I would totally tag him in it to like make sure he knew that I got mine before him. Also, (laughs) having paid for it afterwards, like (laughs) so. So DB wants a specific toolbox. No, that that's that's the problem. So ah, we'll see. Well, I'll pay double to get the one before him. Like it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no problem. We can make that happen. No problem. 
<sighs> yeah, he he wanted one specific toolbox. It was a toolbox that was supposed to be returned from a team. I'll leave unnamed. Oh, and, come on, uh, man. Don't leave me really? hanging like that. No, you guys can figure it out easily. But I, uh, <laughs> I, I sponsored I sponsored a team last year, and, and uh, the agreement w- didn't go as planned, and I was supposed to get the toolbox back, and, and uh, I'm not going to be getting the toolboxes back, and hopefully I'll get paid instead. So we'll see. But, yeah, no, DB, uh, we got to get DB dialed in. That guy's toolbox is pathetic. At best. <laughs> oh, that's God awesome, bless Daniel. And, and what's awesome. even scarier is actually I probably need to, to hire him and Evan a mechanic too because watching <laughs> Daniel use tools is scarier than the toolbox that he works out of. Oh, my God. I literally just told Justin this today because we're like uh, working on – so I own a powder coating business. Justin used to um, own a uh, repair facility power with his dad, shop. power sports shop with his dad. Um, okay. And then like dad passed away and now, so he's been kind of doing some other stuff and I'm like, Hey man, let's get back into it. Like I want to open a power sports side. He's like, okay, me and the kid and my chick went to the track today and I'm watching this dad with his 50 junior KTM, just wrench on it, wrench on it. The kid's like, it's not fucking working. And he's just wrenching on it. And I looked at that and I went, I'm never going to be that guy. And I told Justin when he got here today, I was like, you know what, man? I hope you're ready to start going to the track because, uh, yeah, I'm going to be paying you to go to the track with me to wrench on the kid's bike so I don't have to. Good. We just expect (laughs) perfection so your kid better start winning because I don't don't work for losers. Look, here's the thing. We like to have fun and we like to not get hurt. I know, man. There's two things we like to do. Just the fun, not hurt. Look, the not hurt part is more important. So that's that's what's crazy is like, you know, you go to the track and – You'll see, like, I'll, I'll give you a perfect example. Last week I was at the track, and there was this guy that showed up in this toter home with, a, <laughs> with like, a 20-foot enclosed trailer that matched. And I mean, dude, beautiful setup, right? Yeah. And I uh, happened to just kind of be hanging out, and I look at the guy's toolbox, <laughs> and he's using, like, some toky-ass tool. I mean, beautiful freaking Huskies. You know, this kid was on Husky 85s and, you know, beautiful bikes, and it's a lot of money. But, dude, these I don't understand why moto people don't invest in the right tools to do the job. It's like it's unnecessary. most everybody, it, it, yeah, they just think it's like not necessary. Like, oh, we don't need a cork wrench. We'll just you know tighten that up. And, oh, my forks suck because the fucking pinch bolts are too goddamn tight. The, the forks won't even travel through the upper tubes. It's like, <laughs> man, why, why, don't, why don't people spend money on the right shit? It's, it blows my mind. I think what it is is that these a lot of these people nowadays, especially with the sport growing, they think that if they spend ten grand on a bike, that the bike's supposed to just last for you know a thousand hours and they'll never have to do anything on it. Yeah, I, th- I honestly think that's what it is. Like for the longest time, I was the same way. Like I never understood it. Like I always laughed when I'd go to amateur nationals and you'd see somebody with a, a renegade, you know, forty fifty footer and you know a double stacker trailer, and then you'd look in the trailer and there's like one bike and then there's no tools and no oils, nothing, no parts. And I'm like, so let me get this straight. You drove all the way to Lake Whitney and you're doing Oak Hill and you're doing the, you're doing the trip, the nationals, you're going to world minis, you know, you're doing Gatorback, whatever. And you got all this money. You got like half a million dollars, if not more. And you got no tools in that whole fucking yeah, thing. It's unnecessary. I'm like, I just, I don't understand it. And I think that's what it is now. I think all these people think that they spend so much money on these bikes. I think they think it's a lot like a car. Like, oh, it'll just last for a long time. 
and then you know at the last second we'll do maintenance. I, I truly think that's what it is. I don't get it either. Well, and it's 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 not even the it's not so much the maintenance. I mean, it it is obviously you know want to want to maintain your shit, but it's about safety, man. It's like have the right shit. Know that you're torquing something down properly. Nor you know just have the right tools because. Dude, uh, I mean, like us, I don't know how old you guys are. But I'm thirty, going to be 38 this year. I have a family. I've got, you know, a good job. I can't get hurt. No. So yep. at, at any expense, man, I will take whatever it takes to make sure I got the right shit, to make sure that my bike's properly maintained, to make sure I got the right tools to make sure it's maintained so I don't go out and get hurt. Because at the end of the day, man, it, it, was, it would be shitty to know that I got hurt because – I didn't do something properly and could have event, could have prevented it, right? 100%. Yep. Having fun's a good part, but going home safe is more important. Yeah. Like I said, it's, we have uh, fun, I'll, we don't get hurt. That's what we like to do, okay? That's all that matters. We may honestly. go slow, but we're going to have fun and not get hurt. I tell that to everybody. Hey, and using, and using nice tools is way better. Oh, 100%. Oh, 100%. I have, you know? I, have a, I have a box full of your previous employer's tools, and they're great. They're absolutely fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, they they are. They're great tools. That's like that's <laughs> like I got a we we have a twenty thousand dollar Mac tool box. Like, what is it? The Gator National Edition or whatever. So yeah, that was. Yeah, no, I'm the same way. I like having nice tools. I like having nice shit. Mm-hmm. It's always good. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Well, if you, if you guys or any of your listeners need it, ever need anything, you know, just reach out to me and I'll. Uh, I like to take care of the people that take care of. My my people. So can I uh, can like trying, I, can I ask what fair. brand what brand tools do you do you sell right now? Yeah, yeah. So the my moto boxes, the ones that I'm putting together, um, basically that's a it's a three drawer box, um, ball bearing drawer slides, mm-hmm. and then uh, we're putting gear wrench brand tools in it. The oh, okay, gear wrench okay. stuff is is it's it's pretty cool actually because it was a it was a brand that I did sell when I had my truck. You know, it was you know for somebody that didn't want to spend the money on that brand of tools, you know, I had gear wrench tools, which was, is a, is a great brand. They have a really good product and, and a good price point. So, um, I decided to, to continue utilizing that brand for my boxes. Um, and then what was cool is, um, they actually partnered up with monster energy Kawasaki oh, and cool. they're doing some stuff on the NASCAR side. Um, hmm. but they're also sponsoring like Supercross. So I don't know if you guys, uh, realized like um, during Supercross, it was the gear wrench tools to the race, you know, and then the gear wrench was on the scoring pylon on TV. So, yep. Yep. you know, they they invested into our sport, and I liked that because we need that. It was a brand that I was already familiar with. It was a brand that I wanted to, to use for my business for our people, and it was just a great tie-in. And I just I think anybody that that invests into our sport man I'm, I'm on board whoever whatever it is whoever it is if they have the willingness to invest into growing our sport man I'm, I'm all in and it was just it worked out perfectly um yeah so we're using gear wrench stuff i can get milwaukee cordless tools i can pretty much get whatever you want um just not the brand of tools that i was selling before and the other uh tool truck brands obviously i'm, I'm not a franchise for well um, but yeah my my pocket book doesn't exactly afford me. I, I actually got the Snap-on tool set uh, through a local college program I went through to train to be a mm-hmm. mechanic. Like we basically paid, and then they had everything. They had Craftsman Snap-on, Mac, Matco, and I think there was like a Napa set or something that we could pick from. 
um, when we signed up to do the class and like I was 18 and I was like, well, dude, I got to have snap on tools. Cause like, I don't know if I'll ever yeah. afford these. And so it was great. Like I got a little, uh, like seven drawer box on wheels or whatever. And it came with whole, whole nine yards as far as snap on tools went. So it's cool. As far as like the yeah. cordless power tools. I mean, I'm a, I'm a DeWalt guy. I like, don't, I don't use, sure. I don't use power so, tools. No, you don't use power tools. It drives I'm, me fucking nuts. I'm old nuts. school, man. I like to use my <laughs> you hands. You could get shit done so much faster if you would just grab the I impact know. driver. I like, know, but it would I'm be old, great. I'm old school, man. I'm old school. <laughs> I buy all the nice DeWalt tools so that we can Look, take stuff on and off easily. The only time I use cordless. The only time I use power tools is when I'm working on a motor. Oh, it. Jesus Christ. It, buddy. We don't do that anymore. You know anymore. what's funny is, 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 I, is I actually don't use power tools either. See, he gets it. Oh, my God. He gets it. Uh, Guys. I, I do shit my hand. Exactly. And when I'm in a hurry, I'll use a I'll use a three eighths drive impact cordless impact, but it's very rare. Guys, for, this for is the twenty first century. I like spinning that T handle, yep. man. I like using that ratchet and listen to it click. You know, Look, so my I'm thing is, I've seen too many people like just even taking shroud bolts off a little bit too much, not paying attention, strip it right out. I'm like, I don't I yep. don't have that problem when I'm using my hands. Guys, it is the twenty first century. Yeah, whatever. Buddy. We have twenty first century technology. All right. <laughs> I think Dan's at the last leg of his time, so let's uh, let's let's have him tell people where they can find him at. I don't know if Dan not main event not main event moto dot com. That's I, for sure. I don't know, <laughs> Dan, no, does, I don't no. know if Dan has an Instagram. Does do you have an Instagram? Yeah. Okay. Oh, of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, I don't know, my, man. He's not like you. He's not a loser. God, shut up. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So my uh, my my Instagram for my business is DCMX Tools. Um, that's on Instagram. My website's DCMX Tools. Dot com, and then uh, you guys can find me on Instagram, Dan Colvin six three three. Sick, love it. Well, thanks, man. Yep. We, we appreciate sure you coming. Follow, make sure you guys are following Main Event Moto too. I am. I'm one of my. I don't know. I got sixty seven Instagram accounts for all sorts of my different businesses. So at <laughs> hey, some point, somewhere, you, it's there. Do you want to ask him about the jersey? Ah, uh, see, I wasn't going to be a dick and bring that up. Oh, okay, never mind. I was just going to ask that. I was. I was just going to let that go. Oh, okay. What jersey? So, oh, God, here we go. Okay, I'm going to sound like a fucking dick. I, I really wasn't going to bring this up, okay? So, back when Hayes, you guys did that fundraiser for Hayes or whatever. Uh, yeah. So, I donated a whole bunch, and I won, like, a Caleb Russell jersey and, like, a tumbler. And, like, I got the tumbler, never got the jersey, and I really don't care. It's not a big deal. I've, like, said oh. some shit to Justin, but it's not a big deal. I'll tell you what. I, like, no, he didn't know that I was going to say that. I was just joking around. Just, like, he actually doesn't really okay, care. So just tell Daniel so he this, owes me. <laughs> well, he probably has it, and pro- he probably forgot who it went to. So, Daniel Daniel is balls to the walls, guys. He's, like, oh, yeah, that's he's obvious. Yep. legit the hardest worker that I have ever seen, the most committed person to whatever he does that I've ever seen. It just... He that his he just doesn't have time, you know. Between Eagle Grit uh, and now he's the sole owner of Eagle Grit, so mm-hmm. it's it's exploding. He's doing that 100 percent on his own uh, with his wife's help, and then uh, you know he's obviously got the Feld thing with Supercross. Uh, they have him doing a bunch of of other little projects, um, and then like for instance today he's out at um, Sonoma Raceway where they have the NASCAR race. They have this big motorcycle event out there and. Husqvarna hired him to come out and run hmm. the, the Husqvarna Stasis, um, you know, to announce that. So he's just got his hands in so much different stuff. And then, of course, trying to be a dad and a family man. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, he uh, he is very, very forgetful on that kind of stuff, not because he doesn't care, just simply, um, dude, he, he literally burns a candle at both ends. It's, it's pretty incredible 
the, that he's able to even balance what he's doing. <laughs> but that was kind of part of the reason I took on the Instagram is he finally, you know, I, I'd seen him struggle and struggle and struggle just because he doesn't have time. You know? mm-hmm. and, um, I said, hey, dude, if there's anything I can do to help, just let me know. Dude, can you run the Instagram? Sure. So I've been doing that. I've been trying to do contests and grow our followers and grow the Man Event Moto brand. And, you know, it's it's growing. It's huge. It blows me away. Uh, the growth that we have right now with, with not only the Instagram, but our listeners and our downloads each week. It's dude. It's mind blowing to me that there's that many people that actually want to listen to us. It's, I would have never thought in a million years, you know, what are, what are you guys up to now? Like downloads a week? Uh, I don't know what it, I know that in the last year it's, it's tripled. Um, you know, but it's, it's in the 20,000s. Holy shit. I, I That's think more than Paul, um, then, right? No, no, no. Pulp, no, is, no. Way, pulp, pulp is way more. Mm. Yeah, they get a lot. Uh, pulp's huge. But yeah, it's it's uh, it's pretty cool, man. It's it's fun to be a uh, part of for sure. It's and it's funny because you know people people think you know that I that I get paid to do this and then I don't. I just I, I do this because I want to help my buddy. I I enjoy doing it. It kind of keeps me involved in the industry and things like that. But um sometimes i get messages on instagram you know as i'm as if i'm a paid employee i'm like <laughs> i'll have to fucking listen to you dude go yeah. fuck yourself you know yeah unfortunately is even though the you know it's great to have evolve the sport and get a lot of new fans when they start getting into all this stuff and they start listening to the the people that you know are actually in the industry they because they're not in tune with the industry they don't really have the best idea of what's going on and I mean, even with how small our channel is, like we get it all the time. Like when we first started, fucking people hated me. I may have told some people yeah. to, to suck my dick on on YouTube comments. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that and that's the thing too is is like you know, I don't know, I don't fault some of these people, but it's like, dude, I don't think they they don't understand how the podcasting and the YouTube thing works. Like, so that's it's unfortunate because you get all these people that are just always pissed off, and it's like, well, we can't do anything about it. Like we try, but. Like there's nothing really we can do in the end, so I don't know. It's it's not it's the ones that you know they they come up with un unlogical stuff. It's just you know just whether or not they're just trying to be funny or they're drunk at home on a Saturday night, just drunk. you know want to just talk shit. It's like dude, I don't got fucking time for that. No. You know I'm 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 busy. I don't want to fucking hear your shit. I don't care if you think I'm a I'm a, I'm an idiot. I don't care if you don't like my voice. Go fucking listen to something else. Well, I don't care. It's because they probably you know? think that this is what that's what you do for a living, not knowing that you actually have a real job. And you know, yeah, like, yeah. No. I mean, if, if but at the end of the day, guys, you know what I think it is. It's just, dude, people people get jealous. You know, they they would love to be in the spot that we're in, and I don't want to sound like that in arrogance. You know, but, no, man, you can do um, it all day long. That's what we're here for. People don't listen to this podcast. They, uh, <laughs> They just they just get jealous and they, um, they're just haters, dude. It's, it's it is what it is, you know. I mean, if they just called more nice, we would put them on the show. I put some random drunk guy on the show at Redbud. Yeah, but who that, was parked next to that us. That guy was like, Jesus, he wasn't going away. No, he wasn't. He wouldn't leave. <laughs> We're trying to do the podcast. We had Bobby Piazza on, and this guy was just like sitting there. And for a second, I thought he was in the camera shot, and I'm just like, Oh my god! Oh yeah, dude. dude he like comes and like sits. In front of the camera, between like the camera and us, and I'm just like, what? Are, Best what are thing you ever though was when uh, Max Miller and Veriz's motorhome came up, and it was like right behind. <laughs> and I'm like, are you guys about to run us over right now? Jesus! Yeah, that was awesome. Good time. So, so are you guys re- re- real quick before I got to go? Do you guys? Do you guys? Are you guys tight with Bobby Piazza? 
Uh, I'm wearing a Bobby Piazza shirt right now. <laughs> Somewhat, yeah, man. We we backed him for uh, we backed him for Redbud a little bit, and then um, we've been. I contacted him uh, when the whole thing went down at the Indy Supercross, and then got him on the phone and talked to him about it that uh, great kid by the way that week. Yeah, and then we kind of interviewed him there, and then he was on the show too, and like so we've done a we've done a few things with him. So so it's funny. So we had you you know. I don't know. It was two rounds ago or three rounds ago when Bobby Piazza's girlfriend was packing <laughs> his gate. She made TV, right? Yes. And yes. I text so you about this. this. We got this group chat going, right? I think Travis, I think you might've asked me about this. Somebody did anyhow. So I had said something on main event moto about, you know, Piazza's girlfriend, yep. nothing negative, just that I had seen a picture, dude, you would have thought that I had naked nude pictures oh, of Bobby Jesus. Piazza's girlfriend. It was a, it was a, Basically, what happened was Dark Side and Triple J. We have this group chat. I was telling you, one of those, one of those four said, "Hey, did you see Piazza's girlfriend on the line? Man, she she's smoking hot. Whatever, right?" And then somebody sent a picture. One of the four, I don't remember which one it was, of just her Instagram. She's in a bikini on her Instagram, right? <laughs> so I had referenced that on the show. Dude, on Main Event Moto, dude, you would have thought that I had new pictures of her. Like, people oh were like, God. oh, what pictures does Dan have? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, Jesus. For the record, guys, it was just an Instagram picture. I have nothing <laughs> to do. I don't know her. I have no pictures. Like, relax, his, guys. His chick's <laughs> awesome, though. Yeah, she's cool. She, uh, I don't know if you, um, do you know who Matias Jorgensen is? Yeah. Okay, so did you ever watch the YouTube channel that he did with his chick when they were doing all the nationals and Supercross last year? No, I never did. It was really so basically like, you know, they came over from where, you know, wherever he's from and stuff and like she was super supportive, like quit her job or whatever, but still was doing schooling. Like Bobby and his girl, like they were we even exact said exact same thing. Exact same thing. Living like, out of the van yeah, with like, their dog, living out of the sprinter van, like traveling to the races, you know, and unfortunately I don't he's not gonna get to do all the nationals because of funding and stuff, but like when we sat down and did an interview with him, that was me and Travis looked at each other, we go, just the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. It's just a cool story, like Bobby's a real cool dude. Very, very quiet. Like he's he's very soft spoken. He's not like outgoing and you know. But um, just a just a cool story. And you know, it, it, his chick though has a has an obsession with Ken Rockson. Oh yeah. So. Like, like I said, it was super funny because when you guys were talking about that on the show, I immediately texted you and I was like, bro. So she was talking to my chick at Redbud when we were interviewing Bobby, and she's like, oh my god, I love Kenny and like supposedly like Kenny knows that she's like a homegirl for him or whatever so like on the on the line there I guess like Kenny's mechanic like dropped his towel or something and she like picked it up and handed it to him and Kenny like smiled at her or some shit like that dude like she was telling my chick this right and it was just like the craziest thing and I'm just like man this is awesome like to have a chick that A is doing this with her dude and then they're at Redbud and like she's right there next to this guy that she's like oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my god and then to have him know too like oh it's excellent like the best thing ever that's so funny. So yeah, so that's that hilarious. yeah, that's Good awesome. Shit. But yeah, but she's a she's a cool chick, man. She's awesome. She is. Yeah, and like I said, Bobby's yeah, right Bobby's on. a real great dude. So yep, I, I've always liked him. Uh, remember that show that they did? That oh yeah, Rhino Racetrack yep. Proven or whatever the Racetrack hell it was Supercross. With, uh, yep. Yeah, with, with Rhino, Rhino and Jamie Ellis. <laughs> yep. yep. See, that was a cool show, man. Why can't we do something like that on Netflix? I mean, that's just we need dude, to get Rhino. That's what we need. 
Look, Rhino needs to head it up. I'm gonna reach. I'm gonna reach out to Grandal and uh, see if I can get him on the show at some point here because well, he, he was he messaged us. On, I was gonna say uh, he re- he DM'd us on Twitter the other day, sending us some stuff because he knows how awesome we think MX Sports is. No oh boy. Also, and uh, so anyway, um, yeah. So he reached out to us already. So I'm gonna reach out to him and be like, Hey, man, can I get you to to do a podcast with us? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start pitching this more and be like, look, bro, I know you got some big bucks, so you need to start peeling off a few of them 100Ks yeah. and let us, get, let us get this shit really popping here. <laughs> Dude, you, uh, you got to go look at Rhino's, one of Rhino's latest posts. Oh, boy. About him. About him. Dude, the, he, he, he gets crazier and crazier every day, I think. <laughs> yes. He's got, Was he talking he's, about he's, his chickens or... <laughs> no, he's he's all crouched down behind a Tesla oh my God. by this lake, and the Tesla's plugged in, and he looks really out of place, anyways. Because I I I don't know, maybe it is his Tesla. I don't know. I just can't see Rhino driving a Tesla. But Me he said something about his his freedom beans, and he comes out behind this Tesla, and he's got his gun, and he just starts firing his gun like borderline, <laughs> like just in the air, just like. Bah, 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 bah. And I'm thinking, dude, that guy just had like. That's like negligent of discharge of a firearm. Like, what the fuck? Oh, you gotta, you gotta watch him. You guys, I gotta go check this he's out. Got a, he's got a video of himself where he's trying to be like the older version of Ronnie Mack. Oh, Lord. Yeah, that was stupid. Hey, dude. Yeah, he still fucking shreds, though. It's oh, he's gonna win Loretta. He's gonna win Loretta's in the vet class or whatever yeah, class he's I, running. So. For sure. Do you think he's he's racing Mike Brown, is he? No, Brownie's not I, down there. He's racing Emig and Kurt Nickel. Oh, okay. Oh, that's, that's gonna be no. That's gonna be no. Uh, no, no problem. No. Yeah. Well, I think Emig's riding the 150 or whatever, 125. Are you sure? I thought he was racing Brownie because I thought in one of Wilson's vlogs I don't that think... he said that he was talking shit to Brownie about racing Rhino. No, I think Brownie's too busy with uh, Jalik and Styles training hmm. training them. I don't know. Well, I guess we'll Brownie, see. Brownie keeps getting shit every year for going back to Loretta's, which is dumb. What do, like, what do we got? Two weeks till we got that? Apparently, you know, Ricky talks about Ricky trying to go back or whatever. So I don't know. There's a lot. Of, you're going to hey, see what, this. What, what week's Loretta's this year? Uh, I think it starts, what is it, July 31st? Don't ask me. Yeah, I think it's July. Quit. I think it start. no, I think it's August 1st this year, because I think August 1st is a Monday. So it's only, it's only a couple weeks out then. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Cool. All right, boys. Well, I better get going, but I uh, appreciate you guys very much for having me on. It's been, it's been real, and whenever you guys uh, want me back, just let me know. Awesome. Will do, man. Thank you. We appreciate you yes, coming on. Thank have you. have a All great right, evening, have a sir. <laughs> have a good night. You too. Yeah. Bye. Bye. See you, Mike. All right. To- wow. Great Jesus show. Jesus Christ. Great show, man. Tool man Dan. I like that guy. Yeah, that was fun. That yeah. was fun. I got. What did I have to text him about? Oh, uh, MX Sports and stuff going forward. The shit that we've heard. Ah, was- yes, that was it. Yeah. You know, honestly though, don't like, let me forget that after we going, get done. I'm not going to. Uh, <laughs> honestly though, like. That went a lot better than I thought. Not that I oh had boy, any like. Here we go. No, 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 no. Not that I thought going in that it was going to be bad. You like, thought I was incompetent. No, shut the fuck. Up. <laughs> no, I really like Tool Man Dan though. Like I said, I, I always like hearing it. He's got a fresh take, and I know that he has. You know, they, there's certain things they can't say on their show and stuff. Yeah. But like, I always think that he's pretty upfront about it. Like even when he was, you know, what he was just talking about with getting kind of screwed out of, you know, with the teams. He's always, he's always upfront, but he has to censor. Do you know himself. what team it is? No, I, I don't either. Know. I'm going to have to go through his Instagram and find um, out. But I was a little worried, like, because obviously I wasn't here for the Dark Side show, but with how, with the certain people that he's associated with, that, like, there was a lot of things he wasn't going to be able to say. 
And I know that he said, well, you know, I just won't really talk about it or even joking around pleading the fifth. But, like, he was – not that we asked him, like, a lot of hard-hitting questions, but he was a little bit more open about certain things and didn't seem like he was, you know, uncomfortable with some of the stuff that we talked about, where I kind of thought that maybe, you know, the way we are, that he would just kind of be like, well, you know, I can't really say much. But, no, I, I, I think that was a really good show. I, I Like I said, I think it was great that he could be more of himself. I really hope I got the beginning of it, but I don't think I did. Oh, well. But, uh, but I mean, all it was was yeah. him talking about AC. Oh, just talking about AC. Yeah, and um, the intro, which I'll just... But no, I was, like intro. I said, I was a little I was a little worried that he wasn't going to be able to talk about a lot of stuff. Yeah. Of the fact, especially with, you know, Kawasaki and, you know, being with DB and Feld. But um, no, I thought that show went really good. Like I said, I, I haven't gotten a chance to listen to the Dark Side show, but um, I thought that was good. Anything else you want to talk about? Um, We're at the halfway point now. Yep. We got one more race, then we got a three-week break, and then we got the the last five legs of the or the last five uh, rounds of the the outdoor series, which is crazy that we're already at that point. Um, any takeaways? Any surprises? Any people like in both classes so far through six rounds? That anything that shocked you? Anything that's kind of been a disappointment? I mean, I know that there's actually been a lot of stuff going on, but like anything that really stands out to you that like shocking, not shocking. Two fifty class. I am shocked at how shitty Fortner is right now. Like, absolutely that's, shocked at how bad he is right out now. Out of all the stuff, that's the one thing that shocked you? Yeah. Really? Okay. That's that's probably, like, the most. Because, dude, I really thought he was going to come in prepared. If he, and but, ready to go. But if he no has, issues. If he has EBV, though. Well, yeah. That, I mean, that's a whole different story. But the fact is. So, he, if he, but here, if he does. Here we, here we go again. Yeah. With the secrecy of the fucking industry. If he okay? has EBV, We don't though, fucking know. No. So, all we can do is speculate. Okay? If you tell me It'd that. It'd be better if we did know. Yeah. If because he, then it'd be. But if he it's has. It's like Wilson. Like, if Wilson has a shitty race. Yeah. Okay, good. dude. He's got EBV. Like, he's got. Yeah. I like that he got came out. Yeah. Where kind of Zacco didn't with the back thing. Like, yeah. Oh, no, I'm fine. Dude, you're not fine. You're not fine. But Dino, okay. Okay. so good on Dino. Like I said, I'm not the biggest Dino fan. I, I don't have anything against him. I'm just not. But like. Bro, if, how did Dino not die over that tabletop at Redbud? Bro, I don't know. Especially watching it, how bad he crossroaded it and then just. Like how, the did, like, how did he not die? He's tall. He should be dead. <laughs> nah, man. At Redbud. You can say what you want about Dino, but he's got guts. He's got heart. Because he's another dude that really, I know that he's flying the flag for Husky. Yeah. But he doesn't really have to be out there right no. now. Like with especially with EBV and them knowing it, yeah. But about the Fortner thing, if it come to find out that he does have EBV, does that kind of change your views on how this season? Not Supercross because that was that was nah, totally his fault. Supercross was his fault. But outdoors, yeah. I mean, a little bit. It, yeah, I just wish like, he knew. Like, yeah, but yeah, but that's the thing. Like, if you're telling me that your blood came back clean, you're good. Like, there isn't any fucking issues. Then, bro, you're just fucking sucking right now. How crazy is it though that how bad he was that first moto? And I understand that the 250s is even more so than the 450s about starts. But he was riding around in like twenty second for a good fifteen minutes. Yeah, he gets a start though, and, and you know Dan's right. Like he just he didn't have the pace of the front three. No, but he gets a start though, and he gets fourth. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> he goes from being twenty second for pretty much the entire first moto, and then just gets a start. It just it really does show how in the two fifty class how dependent a start is. Yes, hundred percent. So can we talk about that that wild pile up in the second moto there? So because I, I feel like wanted we to touch about yeah, that. I as much t- as we I want to touch on that. And you know how pissed off I got at Redbud. Fucking flaggers, dude. What 
the fuck? I don't know. So it was really weird because the camera was such a tight angle on yes. what was going on right there. Because it didn't pivot to the downhill. Yeah, that it's like I couldn't see what the fuck was happening in the corner as to why Jet's running them over. As to, of course, Jarrett Fry like actually got the worst end of it of anybody. Yeah, because like Jet and runs them was over. It? And who else was in there? Fry. Schwartz. No, Schwartz wasn't in it. Um, no, it was. Uh, Jarrett Fry, RJ Brown. Uh, uh, Robinson. Jet. Styles. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And Jalik, I think, almost got collected in it too, but he I think like so. weaved out yeah, of it. Yeah, he weaved out of it. But, but yeah. Dude, if if you're so because we didn't, but if you're telling me that there was flaggers not only at the top of the downhill, but in the corner. Yeah. And dudes were just fucking, oh, I'm gonna like, what the fuck? The whole time I'm sitting there going, Are you kidding me? Like, whatever is going on right now with we're replacing flaggers, and like I said, to anybody that's never been to Millville, that section is more narrow than it even looks on TV. Yeah. But that's the thing, though, is is like that situation should have never fucking happened. But here's the thing, too. Where were those guys heads up riding? Because... No, they won't. You're coming down a hill. You could see that. It's not yeah, if like... you're coming down the hill, like even, even if you're so focused on hitting the right-hander, coming off the top because it's a little bit of a floater, you can just yeah. get heads up and look over to the right. Yeah. It's it. That's, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I would expect what happened there out of like c-class dudes yeah that shows the, like, like once again a technique thing like yeah fucking looking down at the front fender oh boy, like, don't get me started on that yeah Judge don't Moda. get me started on that anyway but yeah but i just dude i don't know what the fuck was going on like i said the camera angle was too tight i couldn't see where the flaggers were or anything jet and jet and that Jarrett was why i got really jet and Jarrett fry got really lucky yeah like very like that could have been a, like have a we heard season. anything about pierce brown uh no but i'm pretty sure that he He's probably got some road rash and probably had the same thing Kenny had. Probably. Because, I mean, Jet fucking nailed him. Yeah. And like I said, well, Jet, yeah. Jet really fucking nailed and, him. And like I said, Fry actually had it worse than him. It just didn't look like it because he didn't go somersaulting yeah. the air like Jet did. But, dude, could you imagine, though, if that would have been just a little bit closer? Kind of like with the with the Barsha and, and Dylan thing. If that would have been a little bit closer to the face, Jet could have went flying through the air and arrowed into the fucking face mm-hmm. of the finish line. Like, well, that, that, that wouldn't be the first time he did that. Yeah. But still, though, like, I'm looking at him going, dude. And then RJ, though, just fucking... Oh, my God. But seriously, how are you not, as a mechanic, I understand that they have limited... But, dude, I'm looking at him going, you're not going to get that fucking unwrapped without taking the rear wheel off. Why did you sit there and screw around with it for that long? No, you should have been like, get me the mule and get this back to the pits right now. I just thought it was funny, though, that RJ's sitting there the whole time, and he's just waiting and waiting. Never took the goggles off. That has got to be... That is the worst feeling, though, as a rider, to just sit there and just... Pacing. Here's pacing. the thing, buddy. You just wrap 35 foot of banner in your fucking rear wheel. And whoever the track crew was, like thinking that what they were doing was making it better, it wasn't making it no. better. Like every time they would roll it forward, it would just get more wrapped up in get, the chain. Get that thing to the pits and get the rear wheel off. So, so you, you were can sitting there thinking off. the same thing I'm one going, yeah. what the f- like really? There was no the way pit they were area that is out. right up to the first turn. Yeah. And there and you were you had 35 feet of banner. I mean, literally, he pulled all of the banner from the corner in in that fucking thing. Yeah, and, and that's a real unfortunate thing with too with RJ though, because even though he didn't show the blazing speed yesterday, it was the first time in a long like a long time that he stayed on two wheels. Yep. And just to have that happen to him, it's like, dude, I understand you were gonna get on the box, but like it's a confidence thing to not go down. Yeah. And he didn't go down the first moto. Any no, keep going. Sorry. No, that's all I have to say. Like, I just okay. feel bad for him because it's like, dude, now you finally put it together for two motos and not go down. Now you know what it takes. And then to have that happen and then have your weekend just ruined. Any issues? Switching gears here. Any issues with the Volan on yes. Thrasher crime? Yes. What were your issues? Volan is an idiot. I understand he's a kid, but that was so dumb. I don't understand exactly what happened there because it was like he got a great run through there, but then but it was Nate like, had like he just half a took bike. like he just turned right. Yeah, he did. He just turned right. Like they were talking about oh the line. No, it didn't. 
it didn't push to the outside like that. Like Nate had half a bike, and he was kind of. And I understand when you're first, especially the literally the first lap, he was trying to straighten out for the corner to go yeah. to the inside berm. And Max just, I don't know if he like hit a pocket and it pitched him wrong, so yeah. he got a little more forward momentum than he thought. But dude, he never turned. He just no. went to right. Yeah. And like, I understand Max is a kid and he's still learning etiquette of like what to do in a situation like that. Yeah. But bro, all I'm thinking of going, dude, what the, f- what are you doing? Like he never turned. Any, any word on what's wrong with him? Max or Thrasher? Thrasher. I think he popped his shoulder out. I think so too. I, I just wasn't not, sure if we had confirmation think, yeah, or not. I don't think not. he's going to be at Washougal. Probably not. Uh, Max, though, that was wild. He got great run. Can we just talk about the run he got through those rollers, though? Because he can't. He was three bikes behind going in. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. Max, and he was half a bike ahead Max when that is, happened. If Max gets his cardio under lock, he's good. But once again, though, same thing. Gets a start. Like if he doesn't get a start, though, he can't work his way through. Yeah, that's true. But honestly, uh, well, from what I've heard, uh, the the KTM deal with him is just just finish the races this year. Yeah, there I, is no expectations on him this year whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, finish the races, and next year we'll start worrying about getting some finishes. I think that, and then by year three, you better be like competing. I think that right now we kind of know where his speed is. Like he's just a he's a top ten. He's tenth, like a ninth, yeah. ninth, twelfth guy, um, which is good. Uh, he just some of the stuff he does at the beginning of motos when he's out front, and I understand he's a kid. He's young, he's you know he's the same age as Jet. Yeah. Um, he gets scatterbrained a little bit because it's a lot of information to process that early in the moto. a lot of shit going on around you. But it's like, dude, if I'm his mechanic, if I'm Roger and Ian, I'm like, dude, calm down. Yeah. Like, you need to relax a little bit. I understand, like I said, he's a kid. But it's like, dude, he is all over the place. Yeah. Like, he's going so fast, but he's not putting clean laps together. Like, he's fucking weaving in and out. He, you know, I said, like I said, he's riding a wide bike. He's, he, he knows that he doesn't have the speed. But, dude, like, his lines are not clean. There was a bunch of times where he was like, I thought he was going to drop the front end over that little wall before the second set of rollers. <laughs> well, that's the thing, though, is, is everybody yeah. was kind of like either wheel tapping off the top or just like bouncing into the face. But he was like not lifting the front end. He was like going at the face fr- straight. So the forks were loading and it was just pitching and then dropping. And I'm like, dude, you've done that three laps in a row now. Like, mm-hmm. you know, stop doing that. Yep. <laughs> and he just doesn't. But. Um, anything, any more surprises, anything people in, in either classes that have been kind of done worse than you thought? Uh, I mean, I think 250s outside of J-Mart is kind of working the way we might have thought it was going to go. I'm a little disappointed in Hunter's performance. I thought we were going to see more out of him this summer. I just, to think, be really honest with you, um, is this who he is? No, I, well, I think Southwick is who he is. I think that now knowing about the what you said about earlier with the diabetes thing. Yeah. And I think that he was a little bit like his first time he made it through all supercross. Yep. You know, I I don't think he was a hundred percent prepared going into outdoors because maybe he was a little so focused on supercross. Yeah. Um and I think the wick like going one one, which actually surprised me because I thought if any of the Lawrence brothers were gonna go one one, it was Jet. Mm-hmm. Um I just think yesterday I just think that he just he just wasn't as fast as those guys. Like I don't think it had anything to do with like, hey he's physically there's something wrong mentally wrong i just think that like he was just a fourth to fifth guy yesterday yeah because there was a lot of times through the rollers where he just like i mean what was it that one was it the first or second moto where he was battling Nichols for a little bit like Nichols just caught him like yeah. just caught him from like three bike links back hmm. um i did and that's gonna happen though like there's times where you just you're not gonna be you're not gonna feel it that day yeah he goes to washugo though like kind of like what dan said like it's more hard packed it kind of fits him and jet style you know they're really loose on the bike you know they can they're really good about being light and hopping over bumps, which is something you need at Washougal. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I think that they're going to both be really good there. Four fifties. I mean, you can talk about the Dylan thing. I think Sexton is the biggest surprise or disappointment, I guess I should say. I, I really expected a lot more out of him. I, I really did. I thought he'd be winning motos by yeah. now. And you could say what you want about him. I don't know what's going on there. But I'm going to be real honest with you. Like, there's no way. Like, he's had flashes of brilliance. But if you're Honda, there's no way you're looking at going, well, it's been a good season. Like, yeah. there's no fucking way they're happy with the way his season's going right now. No. But then again, you know, we come back after this break, and he could rattle off five podiums in a row, and we could forget See, I don't this think, whole. I just don't think that's going to happen. Though. I don't think so either, but I'm just saying. I think right could. now we have a good idea of, like, the podium's pretty much set in the 450 class. It's like, pretty you're much. You're going to get Dylan, Tomac, Kenny. And Kenny. Yep. Um, and Barsha. Yeah, now Barsha and, on and, and a, off, too. And AP, same thing. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's crazy with all the storylines that was going into this outdoor season. You know, us talking about the wildness that is, you know, when we had Coach on and did our both of our preview shows. But outside of, well, no. I mean, other than Jamar getting hurt, it's kind of how it usually goes though i mean the 450 class other than dylan it's kenny and eli again yeah like yeah it's pretty much kenny like <laughs> we kind of sat up here and go oh both there's no way like yeah. they're like ac sexton you know maybe dylan but he's not going to be winning it's going to be ac in this ac sexton show on the up hand we're not that stupid this year because there wasn't anyone in the industry that saw kenny doing this not no, one no, no. person no. saw Kenny. everyone said that he was going to be out by round like three at the most so and I'm not also going to say a lot of people were like, we've talked about disappointment with like Cooper Webb and Marvin. I know that it hasn't been great, but once again, we kind of talked about with Coop. Like, I guess those are my big. Marvin would be more of a surprise. Guys. Marvin both would be more of, of a surprise. But both of them. I mean, they're just both fucking yeah, terrible. Coop, Coop had a good weekend at Southwick. He was better yesterday. Yeah, but still, you but think. We but we didn't think he was going to be winning, though, did we really? Like, I didn't think he was going to win. You didn't think he was going to be on no, the box because, already? I mean, maybe, but. Like, like, six rounds in, you didn't think we were going to see Cooper Webb on the box at maybe, least maybe a couple Washugal. of times? Maybe Washugal, though. Harder base. Like, maybe. Fits him. But I'm just saying, like, yeah, the first year, okay, we gave it to him. He came off a Supercross win. I don't give a fuck about outdoors. Yeah. All right, cool, great. This year, we were like, okay, he doesn't have that. Yeah. And he is I the Tiger fucking killing well, it when he goes to yamaha maybe it'll change and then this year and then well there's now it's just been stuff going nothing. on behind the scenes with you know yeah well he's not at alden's anymore yeah which is weird he's at the 83 compound yeah well that's becoming a big training thing. with jet bro by the way did you see that uh <laughs> everybody wants to hang out with jet well you know he's a cool kid um great kid you know haven't met him seems like a great kid yeah. probably cool guy me Rocky Mountain though. No, I don't think so. I don't think the Jet I think I don't think that's Jet style. Like I don't think you I don't think his version okay. of cool guy would be like cool guy. He'd just be like, Hey man, like I'm busy. Like Okay, so he wouldn't cool guy me. I would never get a hold of him. At this no, point. Exactly. That <laughs> kinda like the hunter thing, like, hey yeah. with that guy you were talking about with whatever the jersey or whatever you were yeah, telling yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um speaking of eighty three compound though, yeah. because uh like I saw a picture of like when Joey Joey riding out there. Yeah. Um and somebody tagged Blake Baggin in it, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> classic rocky mountain and the fuck show that is that yes decided to pick up an amateur rider that they're going forward with for does that kid know he's not going to get paid his name's ethan lane does he know he's not going to get paid i don't know but i saw that someone and I should go, DM you gotta him. be shitting me someone right should now. dm him and be like hey man make sure that check clears yeah. before you start go, putting them graphics on your bike i'm telling you this go check out his instagram if you get time ethan ethan lane 83 i don't know if he's riding b or a class at loretta's he's pretty good uh-huh. but he was riding out at the 83 compound that did like this 125 build or whatever well he should definitely pay attention to what jet's doing yeah no shit have um, you heard the story 
No, you uh, you haven't because you don't listen to Pulp. So, uh, Mathis out the eighty three compound, right? One when, day recently. Uh, this was during Supercross. Okay. Okay. So he's out there at the eighty three compound, hanging. Out. I think it was during the Orlando rounds, right? Uh, so he goes down there, and it's a day that Jet isn't riding, and so there's this quad into the corner, I guess. Yep. Right, and Ando can't quite get it, and Joey maybe got it a couple times, couldn't really get it. Jet gets dressed, goes out, runs two laps, and hops, nails it. this quad, and then is like, "All right, I'm done." <laughs> like, I mean, it's awesome. That probably that really fucking awesome. That really doesn't surprise me though. Doesn't Jet. surprise I mean, me either. The kids got it's so much fucking natural. awesome. Yeah. It's like he just got dressed because he wanted to go do this quad that no one else could do. Yeah. And I think I think if I remember right, when Steve and I, you know if we knew steve we could call him and ask him but i think when he did it i think steve said that like like savachi did it but like they couldn't get the corner afterwards and jet just like perfectly like and gone and was like okay that's cool i just want to make sure i could do well it. like i said you look at his technique and you know the way he uses his legs but not it's very upright yeah well not well like i said the way he uses his legs not loading too much like he's getting just the perfect amount of traction almost all the time yeah um so the last thing i want to talk about before we end the show with with surprises and this and that talking about dylan you know I kind of, obviously, I, nobody's seen this coming, but, like, I was like, hey, like, why can't he have the same AC trajectory, you know, battle for the championship, get wins, but just come up short, kind of like what AC did last year. But unless, barring anything crazy, like, Dylan's going to win this championship, and it's I it's to me hard-pressed for me to believe that it's going to be close, especially now with Kenny the hole that he's in. Yep. Because, like, Dylan has just kind of proved that he's just, he's just better than everybody right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and that second moto especially showed it. If I'm everybody else, though, and that Yamaha consistently getting better and better and better, if I'm everybody else in that class, I'm a little nervous moving forward in the future, the people that keep having to raising him, because, dude, if he transitions this into Supercross, so we know that Coop right now, he's, he's the man in Supercross, you know. But we always like to talk about, like, oh, maybe his speed isn't always the best. Like, there's just nights where he's just off. Like, his racecraft is what gets him wins. Mm-hmm. And even though this year he proved more that the speed is better, but still, like, there's nights where you're just like, oh, Kenny and Eli or AC or Sexton or whoever's just faster. Dylan's the guy that I look at and go, if he can get his shit figured out in Supercross and his starts, he's not only consistent enough, his cardio, his program's good enough, but he's fast enough to be the guy that's going to beat Cooper Webb. Wee oui, wee. Oui. I'm telling you. If he wins this outdoor championship, and then if it's not even close at the end, I'm if I'm Cooper, I actually am nervous going into 2022 Supercross that I am not the guy yeah. to beat. I'm not I'm not nervous till Dylan wins one. But that's the thing, though. You, we said this with outdoors. Like, you, I I know that's an obvious statement. But you're not nervous till it happens. But it's like we didn't see this happening in outdoors, and then it happened, yeah. and then now it's just fucking downhill. Yeah, like Dylan is. Like smacking I said, these dudes around. Like I said, if Dylan wins one in like a dominating fashion too, I'm not talking like closest Supercross race ever. But if he, yeah, if he goes in there and wins one and like dominates, I'm a, then I get concerned. Yeah. Until that point, I don't get super and, and concerned. I, and obviously, I can and I completely get that, you know, because that's just how it works. Yeah, it's like that with anything. Yeah, but that's the thing though is that if it does happen, yeah, we honestly could be looking at a dude that's going to be dominating for quite a while because. It, not that long. He's old. Well, he's got to be what twenty seven, twenty eight. He's okay. He's twenty seven. No, he's twenty seven. Okay, because he's not that much older than Hurlings and Kenny. Okay, yeah. Okay, so he's twenty seven. But that's the thing, though, is is like not too long. But it's like 
Okay, we're seeing guys now though ride further and further into their. 30s. I mean, yeah, you give them another three, four years. Yeah, okay. Cool. So, but that's the thing though is is like, okay, three, four years of dominance. I mean, dude, maybe, he, maybe two. Okay, there's a there's a lot of factors. Number one, there is the Golden Jets coming. I don't think I'm gonna be sorry. I'm sorry. Like unless Jet. If Jet goes in early, I don't think he'll be any match for Dylan. Later, yes, because Dylan's going to be older. But Jet, to me, still, he's still going to be so young, dude. Didn't Jet almost beat him last year in a Supercross before he lawn darted himself? Almost, wasn't wasn't al- that who Jet was beating? Almost. Well, no. Yes. Jet went down, Dylan caught him, and then passed him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but that's the one he lawn darted in. But it almost Yeah, didn't I don't happen. think he's got any fear, Dylan. No, no, I don't think he has any, any fear at all. Of the fear is not pretty much anyone, but especially Dylan. The fear is not what I'm talking about. It's the ability to do it that quickly. Mm. I don't think he's on Dylan. He's not going to be on Dylan's level that early. Because if he goes to the 450 right away, dude, he's going to have a hard, he's going to have a big learning curve. This is a long conversation. I don't want to get into right now, but eh, I'm not on board with it. Well, Jet might not even win this title. So, well, I mean, that could be a thing too. I'm just, I'm okay. The last thing I'll say is I believe in Jet. But I don't. Great. We can cut it right there. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. See you next week. I don't think that he's going to. I have to disagree with a lot of people in the sense that he's going to be one of the greatest ever. I just don't see the same thing out of him that I saw out of. No, it's facts. Well, yes, you're. It's uh, facts. You're not wrong as far as. No, I don't have to be right or wrong. It's it's literal facts. He has not done what Stu and Carmichael and all the greats did in their early. Like, he's not been that guy. That is also correct. He's been. He's won quite a bit for only being in his second full year. Mm hmm. But if you start comparing him to the, one of the greats, like he's not on that level. Whereas I see that he's going to be really, really good and have a really good career and probably win a ton of titles. But this whole, like, oh, he's going to be one of the greatest ever. And I'm not trying to, because Dan just said that, I'm not trying to single him out like a lot of people have been saying it. I'm not on board with that. I don't, I don't see that out of him. Like, he didn't win right away. He's a generational talent. He is. That I don't disagree with. But there's no way you're going to sit there and tell me that he's going to be James Stewart or Ricky Carmichael or or Ryan Dungey or Ryan Villapoto. Like that's just not. I don't see that. Like he's still. How many Supercross wins does Stu have? You mean total or just in one class? Total. Well, he's got 50 in the 450 class. Okay. And then he's got what? He's got 70 total, 70 something. Because MC obviously has 72 in the 450 class. Yeah. Because he pretty much won every Supercross title on that 125. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And he's got more than Ricky, obviously, combined. Mm-hmm. And I think combined, he has more than MC, because I don't think MC won a lot on the 125. But that's the thing, though, is, is like, I think Jed's going to be really, really good and win a lot of titles. But I think it's still, it, it's, it's a little foolish to be like, oh, he's going to be, like, really the, one of the greatest ever. Mm-hmm. Like, no, if he was going to be one of the greatest ever, he'd already would be dominating by now. And he's not, well, he's not even the points leader anymore. So we put him in a class with like the next RV Orion Dungey status. No, that's not even fair to put an RV because people forget RV is like one of the, like RV fucking dominated. So are we talking Dungey Shad Reed no, Dungey status? A, I think yeah, I think so. In that realm, I think so, and I think that's great though because look how many fucking championships Dungey has. Yeah, like it's just I don't think it's a bad thing to say. Oh, he's not going to be one of the winningest guys of all time. Like if he wins eight championships, is everybody going to go? Oh, that's shit. Mm-hmm. Like, no, he's going to win a lot of titles, but, dude, you have to be really, really good really, really early and, like, fucking dominate to be considered one of the greatest. Yeah. And he's already been at this two years, and how many wins does he even have outdoors total? Like, moto, like motos, not overalls, motos. Don't ask me questions. I don't know the answer. And to. Supercross, what, he's got four wins now? Maybe. Five wins? Okay. So Stu, like, fucking rattled him off his very first season. 
Yeah. So it's not that I disagree with that he's a generational talent because that's very obvious. Anybody can watch him and go, this dude, like, he has something. Mm-hmm. But it's a, I think it's a lot to put on his shoulders that, dude, you're going to be one of the greatest of all time. Yeah. Because let's be real. He could get on a 450 and he could just flop. Yeah. Like, he really could. Mm-hmm. Not saying that he's going to. No. But he just could. Some people just don't pick it up quickly. Yeah, sure, maybe. So, I don't know. It's just that I just feel like it's a lot of pressure to put on a kid that's 17 years old. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so Washugo winners. <sighs> I guess I'm going to have to go with, because uh, it's hard to argue with you, I guess I'm going to have to go with Tomac, and I guess I'm going to have to go with Dan and go with Jet. Do you think Jet goes 1-1, or do you think that... Because his start still concerned me a little bit, dude. Yeah, I'm going to go with yeah, I'm gonna go with 1-1 on Jet. Do you think Eli dominates? Yes. I, yeah. Uh, I think Eli dominates. I don't disagree that Jet gets the overall, but I don't think he goes 1-1. I think that him and J-Mart... Uh, I think J-Mart gets in one moto, and then hmm. J-Mart has a bad second moto or bad first moto, vice versa. Interesting. So I think Jet gets the overall, but um, I think J-Mart right now is a little motivated. Yeah. Because I think that people are still counting him out. And like Dan said, people are like, oh, well, it's Millville. It's your home track, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I think there's going to be, I mean, dude, remember when we were talking about this, like I said, hey, what's it going to be like after those four rounds in the 450 championship? And it's kind of coming true. Yep. I mean, if Dylan goes out and puts smacks Kenny around again at Washougal, forget Eli. Like, mentally, Dylan's got this pretty wrapped up. Yeah. Like, how crazy does it think that he could have this wrapped up, like, around early mm-hmm. if this keeps going this way? Yeah. No, it could be. Unless something happens here, it's going to be it's, it's going to be early. It's going to suck. Well, like, it kind of defeats the purpose of the last. It deflates it. Kind of like a Supercross. doesn't matter. It's in California. No one cares. Gavin Newsom does not care. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, everyone, thanks for tuning in. Show number 175. Sorry that the uh, first part of it was a little fucked up. I I don't know. I haven't listened back. I'm going to actually record a pre-recorded intro here after we we stop this recording right now. to just to make sure I got something. Uh, if I have what we were originally talking about, if the memory card didn't fuck up that bad, then you're welcome. If not, well, sorry that I didn't catch the first five minutes of talking to Snap on Dan and big the thanks, intro. Big thanks, Dan, again. Yeah, big thanks to... It, it was not Snap on Dan. Damn it. I fucked that up. Tool I told Man you Dan. I was going to. Big thanks to Toolman Dan from Main Event Moto for coming on. Uh, make sure to like, subscribe, comment down below. Check out all the sponsors, Premier Custom Trailers, BC Pizza, TLR Coatings, JT Cycles, and the Dirt Bike Depot. Blow Cole out in the comments for not being on the show anymore. Yep. Everybody give Cole a whole bunch of shit. Because we're committed. Hit him up on Twitter about his commitment level to the show. Because, uh, yeah. Tell me sucks. Yep, exactly. Um, make sure to uh, click those links in the description to either buy some merch, hit up the Patreon, uh, hit up the Amazon links, support us that way. We will be back next week with show 176. We got anybody coming on? No one yet. I got to make some calls this week. You going to try to are you talking about like trying to get Kev on or something? I'm not sure. Maybe we can hit up Bobby. I don't I'm, He's obviously not going to Washougal. I'll figure something out. I'll figure something out, okay? <sighs> I'm working on it. Maybe we'll have Daniel Blair on. Yes. That's it. Or producer Joe, one of the two. I'd rather and, have producer Joe. Anyway. Anyway, thanks everyone for tuning in. Again, Smash that like button. Comment down below. Fantasy shows on Thursday. We'll be back next week to talk about Washougal. Later.